This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and guns. Hey guys, brand new podcast. It's just me, the B-Man. Hey, my uh, Netflix uh, special, Hey Big Boy, streaming right now on Netflix. Check it out, Hey Big Boy. I got a big plan plan for uh, St. Patty or not. God damn it. My brain is fried. I have been in a loop. You want to know what's crazy? Today I got up on the treadmill and I'll just show you. By the way, we're doing this from in the house right now. Some people are uncomfortable coming over to my house. I am personally not. Uh, we will be doing some podcasts um, via Zoom or via Skype. And we'll be doing some in the man cave. It depends on whatever anyone's comfortable with. Um, we have, as you will hear on this podcast, Dr. Drew is comfortable with the setup we have. Halston's six feet away from me. I'm six feet away from the guest. We're all taking care of each other. No one's touching each other. That is this podcast. You'll see it's with Dr. Drew today. But some people are uncomfortable with it. And I am more than comfortable to accept, make sure that everyone feels great. I was going to show you. It's kind of pointless. But today I got on the treadmill with my cup of coffee. And I go, God, I feel like I'm doing the exact same thing. And I put my cup of coffee right next to the cup of coffee from yesterday fucking identical mugs i mean so anyway this is me in the man cave my beautiful picture behind me uh and yeah it's a great podcast did we try i try to talk less about coronavirus i'm not looking to do a podcast or create content based around this uh this uh covid19 or whatever it's called i just i i know that i don't want to talk about it i'm living it and i have no interest in harping on it nonstop. So uh, we talk a little bit. Me and Drew talk a little bit about it. He gives some, uh, gives us some up, up hope, uh, hope, hope, upswing, some upside to look to, and uh, but mostly we talk about anxiety. I, I wanted to try to, I wanted to try to focus this on anxiety and and OCD because I know that I deal with that, and this is kind of tweaked that a tad bit. So um, so I wanted to put that out there uh, and talk about that a little bit. We talk a little bit about that. We talk about. Um, we're talking about a bunch of stuff. It's a podcast for fuck's sake. Anyway, uh, yeah, so like I said, moving forward, uh, we will have some guests that uh, can't 
do in studio. And I, I understand that. And we will do a Zoom and keep bringing podcasts once a week. The audio is fine. The audio sounds great. So it's a podcast still for as far as video purposes. This is a double screen. So you'll just cut from screen to screen. And it'll look great. Uh, they'll be up on YouTube. Um, we did one with Sam Morell today that was actually really great. It was like a two. How long was it, Halston? Like two and a half hours? Yeah, it's two hours. Two hours. So there's still fun podcasts. And by the way, I do therapy this way. I did one with Bill Burr because Bill's uh, Bill wanted to do one on Zoom to see if he liked it. We did a Bill Burt, and it was fucking awesome. Tom and I are still doing Two Bears, One Cave live. We both have promised each other we're keeping minimal contact with anyone, and uh, that's our one little kind of tap out as we get to go do our podcast. It's just the three of us in there, me, him, and Nadav, maybe one other person, so it's still under 10 people. Um, but, yeah, stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. If you're in a city that has not been affected, just fucking minimize your contact, please, because the quicker we get through this, the quicker we start up on the road, the Birdie Boy World Tour kicks off again, and I get to do my new hour. That's all I'm, I miss comedy so fucking much. Trying to create some content. Today's podcast uh, is with Dr. Drew. If you don't know Dr. Drew, then I don't know what rock you're living under. Uh, Dr. Drew is originally from Loveline, which I tested for. I think we had, no, we didn't talk about that. I ended up testing for Loveline back in the day. I talked to Joel McHale about that. Testing for Loveline back in the day. I, I swear I would have almost got it if I had been more fucking famous. And uh, who knows what would happen in my career then. Anyway, we talk, uh, he's from Loveline. He had celebrity rehab. We talk about celebrity rehab a little bit. Leanne loves celebrity rehab. She said to me in bed the other day, if you told me 10 years ago that I would know Dr. Drew, I would have been like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, Dr. Drew? Really? That was an interesting one. She was obsessed with celebrity rehab. Um, so yeah, and by the way, I'm just going to try to bang out as many of these podcasts as possible because I know I'm looking for content. And if you're looking for content, if I'm looking for content, it means you're looking for content too. So without further ado, today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Drew Pinsky. This is podcast. How's your day look? Is it busy? Uh, not, uh, it's, it has been, but not terrible. Everything yeah. has been... Sure. You look like Tom like... Green, strangely, in that picture over there. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you make everybody look at that now. You ready? Oh. Um, can I ask you that? Oh, this is the weirdest question. I don't. I honestly don't. I don't want to talk about the virus. It's fucking exhausting. Me. Exhausting, isn't it? It's it's, just... it's gotten to a point where it's like that's all you hear in the media. Yeah. And it's even like I'm doing a press run for the special, and pe all people want to go is, so how's your family doing? And I'm like, fine. Fucking fine. Well, I got to say, there's been one significant benefit of this uh, quarantine. I immediately put your special on. Hey. First thing, first <laughs> evening of quarantine. I was like, yep, I got to catch up by my friends. So, and uh, congratulations. It was Thank awesome. You. Thank you very much. And Thank my, you. And, and, and my wife, I, somehow this one brought her all the way into the Burt Kreischer. Camp. Oh, really? You know, it's, yeah. I, I, uh, I think um, all the talk about Leanne, I think, got her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's been, odd the amount of people who've watched it as before it would be like they'd watch it maybe three months from now yeah and or two months you get like emails from your friends and radio i did this radio press tour everyone talked about it everyone's like oh we watched it last night we had nothing to do we're at home yeah it's great um has yeah. anything changed that you know of about what's going on i'll tell you the only thing i've heard that has given me virus? solace we're talking about the virus yeah 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 i uh i'm typo i'm typo blood and they're like they don't get it no, that's not true <laughs> okay but uh it's 
to tomorrow and next week are going to be where we find out where we are. Really? Yeah. And, and to me, it looks like we're pretty good. Really? Yeah. That's like what I, I, ex hear. I expected more. I expected, I said it early in the week, I said if we are at 20,000 or even near 20,000 by Friday, meaning this as we record this, that's tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty good. We're in pretty good shape. Yeah. That means the asymptomatic carrier rate is not that enormous. Then, but that's really good. Needs another week to completely play out. Yeah. And we'll see. Because think about it. I mean, this is where we're seeing mostly the pop, the increase of the added testing. I thought we'd see a doubling. And really? we're not. And, and and what's and it's still like about fifteen hundred, a thousand a day. That that's not the that we're that's expecting. Not the huge spike. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm I'm very cautiously optimistic. If it can be very cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Cautiously very optimistic. Let's put it that way. Okay. Here's and what I want so, to but and we have some treatments now coming online. Really good real? treatments. Really good treatments. Uh, I got so, a treatment. This is gonna sound crazy. This is one of the one things. Someone texted me, someone I really, really trust. I got a message from this woman, Andy Smith, who's a comic. She sent me the message in February. She was like, Bert, take this fucking virus serious. I'm reading translated transcripts from Chinese doc. I mean, she's used to be a comic. She's a stay-at-home mom now. Yeah. And she was like, this is fucking real. We all need to stay home from work. We. It was like, and I was like, Jesus Christ, man. She went off the deep end. I guess it's postpartum depression. <laughs> and now but, I'm like, wow, I should have listened. Well, but, but, but you, everything in its time, right? Yeah, you you apply the treatment when it's needed, and yeah. that's what's needed now. We, we they've rolled it out as it's necessary, and now we're. I I think we're a little overdone, frankly. Uh, she said she said uh, to get Pepsid complete, Zantac, uh, Prevacid. Why the proteins and the virus and the are, acid? The, they don't like the acid in the I stomach. I guess could be. I, there's a lot of things. There's a, the blood pressure medicine that might help. The people which say, one is it? Is it Losartan? Yeah, that's the class. Yes. That it, at first, <laughs> you're happy now. This made yeah. me so happy. This is the best news I've ever gotten on at this podcast. At first, they thought that was a liability because the the oh, but listen, Jesus, but listen, but listen. I didn't hear this. The, 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 it gets in through the the lining, the, the lung cells, right? And the system that is interrupted by Losartan, the viral binding site is uh, a protein that is involved in that system or at least affected by that system. Yeah. And so in, in the setting of Losartan, there's more of that on the surface of the lung. It sort of overexpresses itself. So they thought, oh my God, that means these people are going to get this. But it looks like it overexpresses it on the surface, but they can't bring it in. So that's how the virus gets in. It binds and then it's brought in. And the bringing in part seems to be less active if you're on this medicine. Really? Maybe. It's science. It's being done. Well, I mean, maybe this all things are changing every hour, right? So just text not, me. If they, you find anything different about Losartan, <laughs> I will get off fucking blood. That's the number one thing uh, this whole experience has given me is some sort of. Um, perspective on vulnerability yeah number one's blood pressure like I've, I've been eating amazing since this went down and i've not been drinking and i've been working out Good. i've not been drinking because my fucking anxiety is like through the goddamn roof you mentioned that I, and, and i wanted to talk to you about anxiety ocd about yeah, yeah. i understand now the financial stresses like i don't think i got it at first because i was like we're covered did everybody's on under everyone's yeah, up everybody. everyone's under financial stresses yeah, everybody everybody like yeah. you look at people and you can see it in their eyes like their eyes are tired it's it's a weird like wartime capitulation like we're just it reminds me of seeing the old women walking around the rubble and after a bombing it's yeah. like well we just got to go about our business and get things to taken care of what are we going to do we just what we do we're just going to keep going it's crazy isn't it crazy uh, yeah and and 
like friends, the, you friends know, talking about the World War II footage of the, you know, like the German women walking in the rubble, like picking up stones and trying to clear things out. We, we just, we just keep going on. We keep moving. And it's, it's the reason, like I go, thank God for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean I don't know what's going to happen with tours in the fall. It, I think we'll be back by then. I you do. think so? I do, and I think when we come back, I think people will be so happy to be back. And I think so, we're going to flood the marketplace with money, and I think people will talk well, to each other. Well, they, they the government is doing that, right? They're putting really? tons of gunpowder out right now. That if it turns, it could go good. I, I'm really pleased by the government's responding. I, really? I've never been so happy with my government. I, uh, Garcetti, the way he's preparing hospital beds, and uh, he's doing an amazing job. This is yesterday. Really, I'm not Garcetti. I'm sorry, Newsom. Uh, and the the what he what he and Garcetti are doing for the homeless. Been asking for it for three years, and they're they're doing it. They're yeah, starting because to do this it. could uh, this could decimate the homeless. And, and if decimates them, but trust me, it gets out into everybody else. Bad, yeah. bad. That will be a catastrophe. Really, and they're taking that very seriously. Why? So why? How come? How? How? Why? So it, it's the the the. Some of this virus is transmitted, we think, through aerosol, right? And if you have a huge concentration of people who are all sick, I, I don't know how you avoid oh, it just this transmission. Becomes this yeah, big, yeah, like it's just like a transmission bloom. Oh, you wow. know, we don't even know really how that would work. I mean, it's it, it. Some people think it's person to person, like you have to sort of spit on the person, essentially. But there's evidence came out yesterday that suggests there's aerosols that can stick around for a couple of hours. So Jesus. yeah, I know it's all kinds of stuff. It's and this crazy. isn't worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is everything you read in the press, and that drives me fucking crazy. That's that's what I'm upset about all the so time. So where are you getting your news? Like where? How do you? How do you? I, I how, medical literature. Really? really? Well, physicians talk amongst themselves, right? A lot, and then there's medical literature pouring out, and the public health departments are giving us information all the time. The hospitals are giving us information. So this stuff being circulated constantly amongst doctors. And so that's where you get your information. Then you turn on. CNN or Fox News, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Well, I turn on like CNN, and they go, "Cases are soaring." I thought, uh, "Stop it! Don't yeah. do that." And then the Blasi goes, "We will need you to what? What do they call it? Uh, shelter in place. Yeah. Shelter in place. That's an active shooter direction. You shelter in place was an active shooter. You barricade yourself in a room. Yeah. Don't use language like that. And I made a big deal about that a couple of nights ago." And Garcetti acknowledged it and adjusted his language. I thought, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, let's go. We got it going here. So how yeah. does that work? This is a, I, I want to get, we'll obviously touch back and forth about certain aspects of the virus, I'm sure. But I don't want to, I want to talk about. And then I'm getting shit because I'm getting endless shit. Why? New York Times put a hit piece out on me because I had the temerity to say that the press is causing a problem. I've been saying it for five weeks. I could see where they were going with this. I could see they were going to cause a panic. Yeah. Here we are, Bert. Oh, it's a fucking panic. And, and that's right. what we're complaining about. It's what we feel bad about. We're in the middle of a panic and it's affecting us. Even though I knew it was coming, I, I knew, I, I just kept saying, just listen to Anthony Fauci, the guy, the little guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Been around him since the AIDS epidemic. He's amazing. I mean, just guy knows what he's doing. Just listen to him. We'll be fine. That's all I kept saying. Do what yeah. he tells you. You'll be fine. Don't have to do more. Just do what he tells you. But we're doing way more. And then the press is just, <gasps> everything is like breathlessly running. I got to tell you about somebody that died who's 35. Yeah, yeah, we know young people die. It's it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Don't clobber people with this. Let them, we, we got to stay with this for a couple of weeks without losing our minds. Yeah. And, and what I'm you, so upset have about you seen it, those I'm kids like, I want to cry for some reason. I'm like really upset. It 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 doesn't seem fair. It's not right. What is that sound? It's a chicken. That thank God we got chickens. Okay. Yeah. 
we got three chickens and now we got eggs this whole time. So okay, everyone's good. been freaking out. Smart. I wish they made toilet paper. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> you see, there's a taco place that's that's trying to unload all of its in, its uh, sort of its uh, supplies, and they're giving all the taco fixing with five rolls of toilet paper. Really? Yeah. It's called we, like Monster Taco or something. It's amazing where where uh, things have shown up. We had a buddy who had a taco truck at his house for his daughter's birthday. No one showed up because. You know, obviously that, you know, social distancing and then. By the way, the social distancing thing is different in this state in New York and Washington than the rest. I spoke to a woman in Florida today. She's like, yeah, restaurants, bars are open. Yeah. Half capacity, but they're, they're all right. I was like, whoa, Jesus. Oh, we don't have anything open. <laughs> Nothing. It's completely, you got, which I love on the roads. I mean, have you been out on the roads? Oh yeah. It's like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it is. What is that? What Fucking, is that? I got up to I'm, 90 on the I'm interstate the other night. I in the slow lane. And, and what's with the dudes with no mufflers everywhere? Oh, did you know everyone's that? opening up their cars. They're like, time to take this for a spin. <laughs> oh my Rogan God. Rogan and Segura losing their fucking minds. <laughs> oh my God. It's disturbing. Oh yeah. And, and it, I, I mean, traffic, we took Georgia out on the interstate the other night. I had to do a podcast with Whitney. I was like, Georgia, you want to drive me there? And she was like, yeah. She got on the interstate. She's like, this isn't as bad as everyone said. I was like, it's a little different, baby. Yeah, all right now. <laughs> it's crazy. That's it's, uh, that's the side benefit. But the rest is everything is closed. And we are just we are just down for business. And I'm I'm hearing doomsday scenarios about the businesses. And I'm worrying about people's livelihood. And I'm worried I, my, I, my sweat cycle, the place I go to work out, obviously has to close its doors. You've got everyone right on top of each other on bikes. It's a hot area. If you're going to get a virus, that's where you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. And I texted the owner yesterday and said, hey, how are you doing? And she's like, not good. Like, not good. I And I, I don't know how you run a business without two months income. We have to, the landlords have to step up here. Yeah. Landlords have to be human beings and amortize the two months over 10 years or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get it back some long-term way. Come on, everybody. We all got it. I, you know, the interesting thing, but sometimes I'm, I'm really emotionally upset. I don't know why you're bringing this out of me right now because you're upset too. I'm very, I'm very upset. Okay, so you're you're like making me like we're gonna be crying by the end of this. God. Thing. So, 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 um, but but there's you know whenever there's crises, there's evolution. Like we're evolving fast. Like, like I said, it's happy the way the government is stepping up and giving people money and, you know, backing up businesses and infusing with cash. And then the, I've got the state government making plans for hospital beds and doing what they're supposed to do. And Garcetti is dealing with the homeless. I mean, I'm really, really pleased. Yeah. Um, and they're doing it. We're evolving. And, and we're learning how to deal with, you know, all kinds of things and maybe change our values and maybe change what we think is important. Right. I mean, I feel like we'll come through this changed. I feel like there's, I feel like there's going to be a positive. I feel like. I wonder if it's going to introduce, if it's going to reintroduce people speaking to each other. Yes, like going, I think I've heard that more than a couple of places, off social media into into flesh. Because we'll be done with social media after this little run. I hope so. After this little For run, I'm on social media non fucking stop right now. It's so and toxic. And I'm I either need a new app or I just got to get off my phone. Oh. I'm looking for something. I just, but I just I, I feel like we're going to go back to the time where you leave your phone at home and you go to the bar and you hang out and you talk to someone and you uh, go you, you, aren't we hungry for that now oh my god yeah. i'm so done with my wife <laughs> fucking so done with her because she's got all the fucking answers so like when i start getting in my thing and oh no she's like you know and i'm like there's no way to explain one of the things i wanted to talk to you about was anxiety and ocd yeah it this triggers it in yeah. anyone with a susceptibility to yeah. it and you know, I've got a, a pretty good dusting of it myself. No. 
Oh, we never talked about this? No. Oh, yeah. I, I'm formally generalized anxiety disorder. I had panic attacks disabling when I was 19. And I have that kind of anxiety that crosses over with OCD. You, you got a bigger dose. So can, but I, can, I, I got, can you I explain? Can you explain that to someone's listening? So I, I think there's a lot of people on this podcast going like, "Wait, hold on," because I didn't know I had anxiety for the majority of my life. Mm. I just thought I was broken or I was crazy, and then one day someone explained it, and I went, "Oh, that's what I got." And then I took a Xanax, and I went, "Oh, that went away totally." Like, hold on. I remember my dad. The first time my dad took a Xanax, he goes. Is this how normal people feel? Right. That's I had the experience once when I was getting prepped for a surgery. And I was given Versed. I went, oh, that's what it's like to be awake and not anxious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's a that's an interesting experience. So what do you mean when you say your anxiety crosses into OCD? Because I know that, that mine does. So so OCD and anxiety have common um, biologies and common genetics. And some people that have uh, a lot of anxiety will also have OCD as part of that. It's just part of the biology of the operation. Really? Uh, it, it's, in a way I think about anxiety, it's like an, a circuit that recurs, you know? And OCD is very much that kind Dude, of thing, I'm, right? I chew the yeah. same thought over in circles. Right, I'll and anxiety the is the same feeling over and over. It's fear and catastrophe, and fear and catastrophe. And and I, I knew early, essentially anxiety is fear without an object, essentially. But it's a little more gnawing, uncomfortable feeling than that. It's like a gnawing, it's like an uneasiness, a, yeah. a, and a general angst of like, this isn't going to go well. Something's going to happen. Something's when, when's going. the shoe going to drop? Uh, and and it can be really, you can literally be have tremor. You can be shaking. You're sort of in a flight or fight response, even though you don't even know it. I had a, I'll tell you a perfect example of, of and, and I have something that I can't figure out. This is what happens with my anxiety is, um, I, this is the example I've given before, but I'm tired of this example because it doesn't make sense to people. Um, but I'll, I'll, this is the example is I, one time my roommate Blair, uh, I live with these guys, Blair and Jimmy and Hutch. Hutch and I live upstairs. Blair and Jimmy live downstairs. Florida. Blair, yeah, in, in Tallahassee. Blair and Jimmy shared a room. And then one day they said, hey. Nobody named Hutch is living in Los Angeles. No. <laughs> he, Blair goes, hey, man, have you, have, you didn't go through my sock drawer by any chance, did you? And I went, no. And he goes, because we're missing like 750 bucks. I immediately, in a, in a hypochondriac way, this sounds really crazy, but I felt like I did it. Even though I knew I didn't do it. I knew I didn't do so it. You're prone to guilt. What's that? You're prone to guilt. I'm prone to guilt. And yeah. so I immediately felt like I did it. I did it, yeah. but I didn't do it. Yeah. And then I kept behaving like I did it. Now I'm like overcompensating to let them know I didn't do it. And now I look guilty. And it wasn't until like a year later. And I was like, hey, man, I got to say this to you. You know, I did not steal that. And what, what, like, I was separated yeah. from it. I was like, I did not steal that money. And he goes, oh, I knew you didn't steal it. No you know way. what's interesting about that for me is I, I can't, you know, when you told, the, as you tell the story, I think, well, that's Bert's psychology. And then I went, wait a minute. I have a fear of being accused of a crime I didn't commit. That's like to be, to be like in front of a, and just be accused of something. That to me is like horror, horror. Yeah. And I would walk myself into it like I committed it. Yeah, I would. I would come out and they were like, "Well, there's no yeah, I way." Wouldn't, I did. wouldn't know how to pretend, how to how to be, yeah. without looking guilty. I wouldn't know how to act. Yeah. Like one time, Leanne found a pair of jeans in my bag, and uh, in our laundry, and she goes, "Whose are these?" Now, I, I I swear to you, all my children, I've never cheated on my wife. I've everyone knows that I'm very faithful. But listen, part of the reason that I I know that to be true, and and we can I can guarantee it's true, is that being so guilt aversive 
you won't do things that make you feel guilty. That's oh, one of the nice things about having, having guilt. You don't. It, you're so aversive to guilt. Like I'm not going to do that because I'd feel guilty. Yeah. I don't want to feel guilty. And so I, 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 I get the feeling I couldn't live with myself. Oh, that's the feeling. I couldn't live with myself. I, that's the reason, I, the reason I don't cheat on her is because I couldn't live with myself. Yeah, that's what that's. Yeah. yeah. And I and so I, I said to her, I started laughing. I said, I don't know who's there. <laughs> and she went, Bert, I just found them in your bag. And I go, I don't I really don't know. And I couldn't stop laughing. And I go, and now it looks like I'm busted. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I swear to God, I swear to God. And I'm still <laughs> laughing. And she's like, they're like, I go, maybe they're Lonnie's. Lonnie's a girl I worked with. She goes, why would Lonnie's jeans be in your pants? And I go, and now I'm like, maybe they're Lonnie's. Did we see Lonnie in your bedroom? Why would she untake her off her jeans in your bedroom? It got so bad. And her friend, Julie, was like, he's a cheater. Fucking leave him. Leave him. He's a cheater. It, it, right then? Right then. Oh, my God. So then Leanne looks at the jeans, tries them on. She goes, they're actually cute jeans. Fuck her. I'm, whoever's jeans they are, I'm wearing them. So Leanne wears them to dinner at Julie's house. And Julie says, what are you doing with my jeans? Leanne's oh. like, what? What had happened is I had come off the airplane, come to Julie and Jeff's house. I threw my jacket on the back of their chair. Her jeans were on the jack under the jacket. I picked them both up and brought them home. I said, I said, I knew I didn't cheat on you. But Leanne's badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you had cheated, she's wearing the pants. She's wearing the fucking pants. (laughs) Joe Rogan, uh, there was an article written in Rolling Stone about Joe Rogan, right? Uh, Yeah. Guy wrote that article. His name's Eric Hedegaard. Eric Hedegaard wrote my article about me when I was in Rolling Stone. I know both those facts, right? Yeah. I know both those facts. Those are provable online. The second I found out Eric Hedegaard wrote Joe's article, I panicked that Joe was going to say, I know Burt Kreischer, and Eric was going to go, I've never heard of him. I, I, it, by the way, this is a conversation that never would have happened. I can't imagine Eric Hedegaard would ever. This is now your OCD. This, yeah, this is the OCD stuff. I've never heard of him. And then yeah, I yeah. start going yeah. into a spiral yeah. where I, um, I mean, it, it is almost behooves me not to say anything when these happen, to shut the walls and just d- and deal with it and wait till it goes away. Because I almost got to a place where I was like calling Joe like, hey, man, you know, I know that. Like almost like fighting with an argument in my head that uh, isn't real. Uh, you my it was like i was like crazy OCD, man. i started going like how do i get but in a, a weird whole... way anxiety is very similar right you're yeah. afraid of something that isn't real dude anxiety just sucks it just shows up yeah. and then all of a sudden for me sometimes it manifests itself in like a frustration or an anger oh you're building stuff yeah oh yeah and that's the way it's been lately for me really and, and almost uh ugh, just a dread so how yeah. do you how do you how do you how do you get through it and then get on TV and talk logically and well, I, get on I, a plane and go to New York <laughs> and do press and 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 how do you how are you so put together? I had ten years, of th- eleven years of therapy. But does therapy work for this? It did oh, it did for me. I right? don't have eleven years of this. Shit I, I know. Well, you can do exists. a cognitive behavioral therapy that works. We've we've talked about this before. What's cognitive behavioral? It, it's sort of learning to talk to yourself about this and and change your thinking on it and stuff. And I, I definitely I, it starts. Uh, the other night on the bus, uh, we cancel shows, we start driving, and I convince myself I've got coronavirus. <laughs> had zero exposure to anyone that could possibly have it. But I'm like, I've got it. Okay, I've got it. And I go, and I... Now, some of that, isn't that, now, let's examine that moment. So that's catastrophizing, right? Catastrophe uh-huh. is about to hit. But some of it is, fuck it, bring it. Get it over with. Get it over isn't with. That While we still have ventilators. Yeah. <laughs> 
but but generally in anxiety sometimes you get that way it's like fuck it just break uh, i'm gonna throw myself into this yeah yeah and and i and i by the way the hat and it, it's crazy because i wonder if there's a, a connection with uh craziness or not, i'm sure there's a technical word for that yeah but craziness and the hour of the day for given individuals i'm sure there are because yeah first thing in the morning i'm good right now yeah and then mid-afternoon i'm okay yeah. towards three it starts getting a little touch and go huh. like ooh, i'm feeling like maybe a I probably got corona today <laughs> and then come nighttime i'm like man i gotta fix this like and that's why I, I would normally drink but right now i'm just white knuckling it going i don't i just don't want to sit here and lean into that crazy talk in my head yeah and then just be blowing through bottles of wine at night watching pirates of the caribbean with the girls does that make sense yes but a couple things um when you can always go to a meeting as opposed to white knuckling i'm just Fuck saying i'm just saying i'm just saying Although you can't now. Yeah, no, I, was about to say, I was about to say, yeah, so, not in this state. How am I going to get find a new meeting? Excuse me, man. We already got 10. <laughs> uh, and how many alcoholics are going to fall off the wagon? Doing oh, it's I, I, I'm going crazy with this because they're trying to have small meetings. And, and then the really self-righteous one or virtue signaling, which you're going to get, you're, you're trying to kill people, right? That's what you want to do. Kill people. Like, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's why we're having meetings to kill people. For yeah. some of those guys, it might be better. Just well, the ones I worry about are the early, the early in sobriety, the brittle, because that's when you're really kind of brittle and really you, know, you feel a lot of things. And when you're feeling in this environment, Jesus, I, I feel like I feel like I'm on electricity all the time. Like there's right? something in the air. Yeah, I wonder if that's even. I bet that's. I bet there is a, a phenomenon. I bet there has to be in wartime. There has to be an energy that we emit. It would make sense, right? Animals do weird stuff, scents and sounds and yeah. things. Why, why wouldn't we be collectively putting stuff out? So how are our they... brain only handles so much, and it's it's involved for has evolved for very specific purposes, and it doesn't do anything beyond that. It can't pick up a lot of things. Where's what? So what are they going to do about AA and and NA? And... So they're just having trying to have small meetings and things where they can, but it's it's hard. It's hard. And so the early comers, the guys who are three, four months sober, it's, they're very fragile. That's tough for them, man, in the setting of all this. But addicts sometimes get their act together during extreme circumstances. Really? Yeah, that's part of the biology of this thing. That's why it exists in for war. And the addicts, are their anxiety diminishes, and they get kind of high off the extreme situations. Wow. Yeah, especially, but you have, you have the anxiety disorder, so you don't get to have that. I don't fun. get to have that fucking <laughs> heightened sense of superhero power. Yeah, I just I mean, fucking. Think about alcoholic addicts make great shortstops, race car drivers, fighter pilots. That, that's really why the gene persists. Really? Yeah, yeah. So wait, wait, explain more about that, because I have never heard that. Yeah, that, that if you, this is a gene that's been around forever in the human population. It's caused horrible disease in peacetime, uh, and yet it still persists. And I started thinking about that. Oh my God! All the all the alcoholic guys—they're all extreme sports performers, extreme circumstance. And I used to go to groups uh, of addicts. And I go, "Hey, Matt, if a bunch of Huns came over the hill here, what do you guys want to do?" And they'd all go, "I'm, I'm grabbing a sp grabbing a chair and I'm running at those guys." I'm like, "That is so contrary to my instinct. Oh, yeah. I can't even believe you said that." And they always say it, like ninety percent say it. Really? And uh, and I, and I was like, "What if a bomb went off over in the parking lot? Go check it out." A bomb just explained. Your your thing is you're going into the like, yeah to go check it out. That's why I walk away because I go that bomb's only to lure us in to blow up another <laughs> or whatever. Bomb. I don't know how many bombs are over there. Get me the hell out of here. So so is 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 an alcoholic the same as a coke addict? 
generally similar genetics. Similar. And, a, and a heroin addict versus a pill addict versus... Similar, similar, similar. I mean, why people end up with their drug of choice is sort of a complicated thing. Really? Yeah. So like there, like you see guys who who are like, no, Coke is my thing. I can have a beer. It's gen That's wrong. Generally, what you'll see is alcoholism in their family. That's really? generally what you see, yeah. No matter what the drug of choice was. And is eating disorder close to alcoholism? It's trauma. Eating disorder is associated with trauma, and trauma really blossoms addiction. Because really? the genetics doesn't necessarily guarantee you the disease, but if you have trauma, then it's on pretty much. And what? To, and define define the smallest bit of trauma versus the biggest. The smallest bit of trauma. Bit of trauma uh, my dad wasn't around very much. Okay, my, my that parents, was me. My parents used to fight. Okay. The, no. the real trauma is I was, I, you know, grandpa Unless, sexually yeah. abused me, and then dad beat me with a axe, and uh, and then my parents abandoned me during the day. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Well, my, my my wife's here a lot. I just travel a lot for fucking stand up for Christ's sake. You worrying about your kids? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you're reenacting the past. Yeah, my dad wasn't around ever. That's what I'm saying. He was always working. Look, look at you. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm but Yeah, but yeah, but but there are guys that go yeah, to the, Yeah, but there are guys that are worse. How much were you around your kids when you were when they they're, were they're up? letting me have it now br brutally. Really? Brutally. They're 27 and it's a constant. Well, you weren't around. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was fucking paying bills. I was taking care of sick people, man. I was working. Oh, listen to off. you. You get to take Well, it. They, by the way, you know, I they, my kids have started giving me notes. You know, here you got some ideas for you here, pops. Yeah, and a lot of it has been like, hey, our generation, we are socially conscious. We are into that's all we worry about and stuff. I go, uh, and I, I sort of was back on my heels, like, okay, good, like great. And then, and then I thought, wait a fucking minute. And when I was your age, I was up to my eyeballs in AIDS patients. I was working for eighteen thousand dollars a year, seventeen hours a day, with deeply involved in this infectious disease outbreak for yeah. years. And then I took care of drug addicts after that. What exactly are you doing? Yeah. And and I had this conversation today. I went, hey, I put my name at the hospital because they were complaining. I thought we'd have more family time because during this outbreak, you're so busy. And I went, guess what? Put my name in at the hospital. If they need me, I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm take care of these people. It's time to step up. That's social consciousness. That's responsibility. And guess what? You won't see me because I'm going to quarantine myself at the other side of the house for three weeks because I may be infectious. Yeah. It's time. This is where social consciousness really comes in. Yeah. You step up, you do what you have to do, you take the risks necessary to help. That's it. Don't don't tell me to make global warming right now. Go do what you got to do to be a, a, a contributor. So that's my new thing. God, I wish I had that. I bet you would. If you had, if you had a skill set where that's just what you did, yeah, you go do it. Really? Yeah. If you got to use your guns, for instance. Oh yeah. Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, Bert. We're gonna need you to stand guard out front of outside of the hospital. Done, right? I got a civic duty to do. You'd be. Hey, Bert. We need someone who can tell a dick joke and hold at. a gun. Hey guys, you just you just something, tapped into everything I got. But something right, something you're good at, and something you feel value in, and yeah, it's time to contribute. You you take risk. You go do it. Now, what's what like? So when you go in there, what? What are you treating symptoms of? Like if you if someone I, goes, I'll be in, managing ventilators. And, uh, what is a ventilator? I don't know what that is. You know, it, back in the, it, it, they're very different now. That but what you saw back in the in the old movies was a, yeah, that bellows that doesn't exist anymore. But but that is the old fashioned version of a thing that goes. It put a pipe down your lungs, a tube down your throat into your trachea, 
and then you breathe for that person and you, and you admonish you, you because the person can't do it for themselves essentially but it also they can't oxygen it helps improve oxygenation it expands the airways and expands the, the air sacs and you can manage the pressures and there's a whole bunch of things you can do i had walking pneumonia once yeah i think yeah it was the sickest i've ever been in my life and it was one of those nights where i laid in bed and i was like i seem to not be able to get air to well, my i got mind. h1n1 that was the swine flu for real it was horrible terrible <laughs> i i it was terrible. I, in the middle of the night, I said, I think I'm dying. You got to take me to the hospital. I never said anything like that before. I thought I, wait, I really must be dying. So wait, what was that H1N1? Was it like- That a, was the last pandemic. That really? infected 1 billion people, killed half a million, mostly 40 to 60-year-olds. And yet you don't even know what happened. That, that's kind of what I worry about with this one. Like we went from that, which infected a billion people, to, to, to shutting the world down. Whoa. That's a we didn't do almost anything for for the swine flu. I mean, we took some action, but not like this. And this one, we shut the world down. Woo. So start, so take me back to the swine flu. I don't remember. Two thousand nine is right after the social yeah. or the economic crisis. Yeah, and then the swine flu hit out of Asia. I'm assuming. I believe so. Jesus, what the fuck are they doing? I don't know. Eating swine. So the swine flu kicked and and did we did it? We got a vaccine. Oh, we did. Yeah. How long did it take to get the vaccine? About a year and a half. About a year and a half? And yeah. did I get vaccinated for it? You, if you take flu shots. I think no, that's not really. Now. So I'm still susceptible? Uh, if you don't take flu shots. I don't get flu shots ever. You did get your damn flu shot. I should have brought it with me. I can get a flu shot that now? Should be, that should be the at, the, at, at the end of... See, this is what I kept saying at the beginning, was just, and this is where people are crushing me for being wanting people to die. Yeah, I want people yeah. to die. Is I kept saying, look, just realize we've had 24 million influenza cases, 18,000 have died, 18,000, get your flu shot. By the way, H1N1, a billion, half a million died. We're gonna be okay. I was trying to manage people's anxiety with that. Yeah. And that's not what the media, that's not the story the media wanted to no, tell. No. And they and decided, nobody wants them and, and take the flu shot. Take the flu shot. It should be everybody's crying. Is it a, is it a case of the media net right now is is <sighs> wallowing in money when they can can't they can almost like put the economy into a disaster and then they go in and then they get even bigger like it's almost like a business plan. I, I think it's the opposite. I think they're struggling and maybe it's a way to survive when they're in their death throes. Yeah, to, they're they're having. I hope somebody looks back and just goes, "Hey, look what they did to us." Look how they made us crazy. I'm not, and I'm not saying that what we're doing right now is wrong. Yeah, I'm glad we're taking aggressive action. What I'm saying is the panic that they induced was irreprehensible. How did the H1N1 cut hit America? Was it bad? Bad. I got it. It's terrible. What was it? It started here. here, here? Started in America. Oh, I'm gonna get slammed by Asians for that. They're like, oh, I guess we start all diseases. <laughs> did we start AIDS? We didn't fuck a monkey. So, um, so wait, what did it, what did it feel like? Was it vomiting or I was on a plane and I got violent chills and so cold. I mean, like, like you can't imagine how cold it was. And I, it was caught me out of nowhere. And so I just thought I was cold. I kept piling blankets on and I was yeah. like, what the hell? Why am I so cold? Jesus, what is it? I felt fine, but I was freezing cold. All of a sudden, I was having like blankets over my head. I was just instinctively like trying to, and then I realized, uh oh, I, this is I am not right. This is not right. Something's something's gonna go bad. And fever, fever, and then and then prostration. I mean, I prostration, shitting, laid. No, 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 laid out. Like can't move for, uh, for two pros weeks. <laughs> prostration for two weeks. Really? Two. Was it like weeks. a chest cold or? I had vomit? cough and all that stuff too, and I had pneumonia with it, and but it was like 
I watched all of the Che Guevara, you know, seven-hour movie with uh, Mauricio uh, Benicio del Torres or whatever his name is. Yeah. Watched the whole thing because I couldn't move. I just could not move. Really? It was crazy. And then- And I kept calling my infectious disease friend going, I, am I supposed to be this toxic? This just doesn't seem right to me. I, I'm just so sick. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're going you're gonna to go through. You're fine. Really, he like he just was like it's going to be fine. I, and I, it, to this day, I don't know how he was so confident because I was, I, I was you know like you're seeing this illness, really. Yeah, and he killed forty to six year olds all the time. It was like it, it was the equivalent of me as in eighty getting it now at the age of eighty. Yeah, because it it attacked. They were talking about this. So one of the flus attacked um, healthy people. Yeah, that was the swine flu. That it attacked yeah. healthy people. Yeah. The less healthy you were, the less least susceptible. Uh, you were. I I don't know it worked like that, but it did attack healthy people. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I, yeah. Oh, Bert, I'm so upset. I'm so unhappy. And and anxiety, you know, when it's this kind of anxiety, it's grinding anxiety. Then it starts to cause depression, right? Then you start to feel depressed. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I never thought I had depression, and then I was like, oh, that's just that feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. I get depressed if I'm not super active. Really? If I don't have purpose all the time, I get very depressed. Or if I fuck up, I get depressed. Oh. Yeah. I <laughs> fuck too? up all the time. <laughs> you get depressed? I fucking, I, 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 yeah. I can just say something wrong to someone at a party or say something wrong or text something wrong or, or tweet something wrong straight down and I can't fucking write the boat. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. <laughs> I know for a fact we are constantly looking for a graphic artist, constantly looking for a graphic artist. And if you put it online, you get flooded with a bunch of people that then give you great product and then want to hemorrhage you for money and go, oh, I want more money. I want to own the rights. No, 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 no. Whether you're launching your first business, scaling your current business, or just looking for extra support to complete a project, Fiverr is here to help you evolve, adapt, and grow. Fiverr connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and much, much more. Find what you're looking for instantly. Search by service, deadline, review, price, and more. You'll know exactly what you're paying for up front. That is so important. That is so important because if you go out on the social medias and you throw it out there, then you know what you like and they know you like it. Then they can bend you over a barrel. There's no negotiating needed. 24-7 customer service quality talent you can count on sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world and find the right talent for your project has now never been easier you can review sellers ratings buyer feedback and select the right freelancer based on your budget check out fiber.com today and receive 10 percent off your first order by using my code BERTCAST. it's so easy find all the digital services you need in one place at f-i-b-e-r-r.com the code is BERTCAST. again that's fiber.com the code is BirdCast. This is the part. If we're going to say, be honest, this is the part that scares me. As I walk to the back, I go, fuck it. I'm drinking tonight. And then I go, well, don't do that. I go, no, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, the fuck it's uh, for drinkers are a problem. Yeah, because I go. That's what makes people drink. They just go, fuck it. And then why not? Yeah, fuck it. And I'm like, I, you know what? And then my, I, get, I get back to the man cave and I'm like, mm. I'm like you know what I do want to work out tonight. I should not. I, I, it's been fun watching movies with. Oh, the good. Girls. That's that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is like. Where it's, it's self talk. Where you start looking, thinking of the consequences of what you've done, thinking better, thinking thinking it all the way through, right? Yeah. You know. But not, how, not, what what got you into cognitive behavioral therapy? I don't like cognitive. 
You don't. You, I just. It, I know that it's just. I don't like it at all for me. Yeah. I, I I did emotionally focused therapy. I had. I was not well connected to my emotional landscape, my body, Wait, my what's feelings. That, mean? that that there's a whole mechanism whereby we come to understand feelings that wash over us and are, that are are, are interoceptive experience in our body that generates feelings. I was very disconnected from all that. Disconnected from feelings, and. Um, and a lot of years of somebody attuning to me and reflecting emotions back and doing that gently over time got me all hooked up again. And you and how do they do that? Like how do they? By literally just leaning and listening carefully, like very carefully, like crazy carefully. And where where the point where the connection between us was like if her eyebrow went like that, I'd be I'd be aware of it. Really, I'd wonder what it would mean and be 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 cognizant of it and receiving it. And and it was it's a lot of reflecting my emotions back to me with facial expressions. That's really what it is. And attuning to it with bodies two bodies in space like being sharing a common experience and then she, and then how old was this lady about 10 years older than me 15 years older. she's still alive yeah you still talk to her no i drive fantasize about she became a psychoanalyst my my fantasy is that i drove her into that because i kept saying deeper deeper more i want more yeah. and uh and then i don't go back and do psychoanalysis which i should was she hot to, to me i mean she's what do you old, mean? not should i mean older yeah she's attractive yeah yes see i would have to have a attractive therapist i couldn't have, i had an ugly one once and i was just like at one point i said and this is what's wrong with me is that there's a bluntness you know that i you're go, blunt really well if you're in therapy i'm gonna be blunt as fuck yeah and i said two things that bothered her once i said so do you have a mortgage <laughs> she goes it doesn't matter if i have a mortgage if i don't have a mortgage i said well it does to me she goes, why would that matter? I said, well, if you have a mortgage, then you got to make a certain payment at the end of every month, and I'm part of that payment. So as long as you have a mortgage, I'm have problems. And she was like, that's not how this works. I said, kind of in my head, it does. And then at one point, I said, emotion focused therapy would go. Tell me more about that. Oh, I would fucking dial into that. Yeah, yeah. And just go. Do you have what, a boat? You, do you have a car? And, and do you want? Do you and, want nicer things? And then. then See the, the real beauty of EFT emotion that they would skillfully go. Why would that? What would that mean to me? What would that mean? You know. So let's say I do have a car. Yeah. Now well, what? How how much are you paying a month? What how what amount would be okay? What uh, why does that matter to you? It matters to me because I know how much I'm paying you. Huh? So I don't want me. I don't. I don't want every time you get in that car to go and thank you, Bert. Do you think I do that? I think everyone does, 100%. 100%. Where'd you get that idea? Because one one time, Isla came into the man cave, and I'd gotten her an iPad for Christmas, and she said, she said, how many tickets did you have to sell to get this iPad? And I went, ooh, I never thought about it that way. And then I said, well, it's an expensive iPad. I probably had to sell, you know, maybe like, I'm, I'm ballparking what the number was, but I was like, probably like 50 tickets. And she was like, Wow, and how much was your ticket price? And I was like, I don't know, like $20? And she went, so 50 people had to work 20 hours a day, like or work a full day of work for me to get this iPad? And I went, wow, you are making it super complicated. But that is how my brain works. And so then when I look at my therapist, I go, imagine if, imagine if the therapist wants to go on vacation. I think you. I think we should double up therapy. Like that's the way my brain works. That's what I would. I would do probably. And so that must make it difficult to trust. Oh, uh, I didn't trust my therapist at all. Okay. And then I told her. I said one time. I said, 
something to the effect of I was more attractive than she was. And she, she was like, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. And I was like, well, just, it's like, if I was a therapist and I had a fucking model come in, I'd be really excited for that therapy. And I never want her to stop going to therapy. I'd be like, I want, I hope she shows up. I'm looking forward to that one. And she was like, that's not how it works. I go, no, it is like, you're not unhuman. You're not unhuman, but you, you have to disconnect from all that stuff. You, you can, can you though? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't, it's not gone, but you have to use it as part of the process right like oh that's an attractive person who we have to who's having some stuff we got to get to that what draws you into a patient like what draws you to a patient like where do you see a patient like where you go almost in like because I'm, I'm thinking very uh very shallowly yeah. but like well it, it, you know, one of the I know what you're asking, but but one of the interesting things that used to happen in the unit is each of us had personality types and disorders that we liked, liked us, or and or we related to best. Like all the borderlines, the people with the borderline personality disorder, I worked very well with them, and they were, had it like they were constantly. What's borderline personality it's disorder? A, it's a it's a disorder of incomplete identity and a lot of mood lability and is there anyone that i saw on celebrity rehab that you could go oh that's a typical uh there was a lot of borderline stuff going on oh, you can't just say their names no but yeah. there was a lot of borderline stuff going okay on. uh emotional chaos and volatility and uh abandonment fears all the time and stuff and um and I'd work very well with them. I, 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 lie, I kind of, I'm, I feel bad for them. I, I can, I have a lot of empathy for them. It's very hard for people to empathize with them because they can be so miserable, so difficult to be around. Yeah. The, the people that make you feel terrible to be around, I just see it as they're them struggling. And I can kind of, I, I had a nurse, Sasha, you know, the nurse we had in Celebrity Rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accent. She loved sociopaths. She'd always go, she'd always go, oh my God, I love him. He's so entertaining. We'd all go, oh Christ, sociopath. Really? <laughs> and it was never wrong, never yeah. wrong. And uh, the doctor I worked with liked bipolar patients and they liked him. It's weird how we just sort of fit with different kinds of pathologies. And, and you know, they, but you wouldn't exclude people with other pathologies. You just fit better, come more easily with stuff that for some people it might be difficult. Like was, a lot of people, like a lot of people won't treat borderlines. Can't stand it. Really? It drives them crazy. But you just clicked with them. I, I'm fine with it. I have to have help because they, they're, difficult but i have to have a unified front of people to help me how do you identify someone with a borderline personality disorder uh well a like, lot give of me, give me some like some like things where you go you know the kind of person that goes you know the like give me an example like a working example where i can go oh i know that guy uh it's usually women though there is there are male borderline really yeah and you know like people that have trauma women that have trauma they tend to use sexuality uh as a way of manipulating people the borderlines often and so trippers and porn star and those things are often like and think, think those with a lot of emotional volatility that's probably that category really yeah yeah oh don't, don't say that out loud we, yeah leanne <laughs> no 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 not leanne i'd say no, for sure yeah. leanne is not i guarantee no, you but leanne i think leanne has always claimed allegedly that her mom may allegedly oh we talked about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that that yeah. sounded right it's based on what we talked about yeah and and i think yeah. and i think it fits it checks all those boxes yeah, yeah now what's yeah. the difference between a personality disorder and a narcissist 
Well, there's narcissistic traits, right? Which lot these days everybody has, which is essentially the what do we call me? A soft narcissist? I haven't done that. Did oh I? no, I, I, I maybe I called myself. Leanne called me a soft narcissist, where it's like I'm very compassionate towards other people, but I think about myself all the yeah, time. Yeah, well, self preoccupation is not narcissism. Right? I'm self preoccupied. Yeah, you are self preoccupied, but part of the reason you're self preoccupied is you're uncomfortable. If you're in pain or uncomfortable, it's hard not to be self preoccupied. Yeah, right. And so, but but if I'm self preoccupied because hey, it's me and I'm so great, well, now we got a different problem. And most narcissists, underneath this this facade of bigness that they use the world to create, is usually a deep sense of emptiness and smallness. And the emptiness is sort of one of the problematic feelings that narcissists have all the time. They always feel empty. And can you ever and, fill that emptiness? No, no. And uh. And and it, remember, I talked about disconnected from feelings. Narcissists yeah. are definitely disconnected from feelings. And the feelings don't matter. And because their feelings don't matter, your feelings don't matter. Yeah. And so how the fuck, then like, how do you fix a narcissist? Uh, some people say you can't. Uh, to the extent that I, I had some of those features, those qualities, like the emotional disconnect and stuff, although I was very codependent, so I was overly preoccupied with other people's feelings uh, and attuned to them and everything. So I had both personal disconnect and excessive preoccupation, which is kind of a reverse narcissism, right? I had to, I, for me, my well-being, I had to worry about your feelings, but it's really about me. That makes sense. Right? That makes and, sense. But, but I'm, you wouldn't know it because I'm just preoccupied with your feelings, but yeah. it's really my stuff I'm protecting. And so I had to get all that work through. You know, that was, for me, it was connecting back up to those primary emotions. But it says more about you when you go, oh, I was 19, but I had to figure this out because I wanted to have a regular life. As opposed to the average person who just goes, ah, fuck it. Well, I had a lot of longing and emptiness and those kinds of feelings. Uh, and uh, my wife sent me to therapy, really, because I started, I had horrible anxiety. My son needed brain surgery when he was one. We had triplets. We were already anxious and out of control. And all of a sudden, one of them needs brain surgery. Oh, my God. Fuck. Spinning like a maniac. Don't get me started. Yeah. And she, I can't, the kids stuff drives me crazy. I, I'm looking forward to grandkids, but I'm, I get so anxious about kids. It's crazy. And she goes, uh, she called me one day at work. I was at the hospital, I was running around, blah, blah, blah. She goes, you need to see a therapist. And I go, I go, yeah, yeah, I really want to because I knew it would help my work with the drug addicts because I was yeah. just starting to do that work. And I was like, I got to clean some stuff up because they were able to manipulate me so much. Oh, really? Thinking, oh, my God, they could manipulate the hell out of me. I couldn't, I didn't understand where it was coming from and why it was happening. I was just trying to help you, you know, and then they'd yeah. be angry with me. And oh, God. Um, and she goes, no, no, you need to go. I was like, I literally got to chill up my spine. And she was like, you go. It was like, go or, mm -mm. you know, and I was like, okay. yeah, I called a friend to go. I need a referral, please. I want to go. I went right away and then went for 11 years. The greatest thing I ever did. Yeah. That kid stuff that fucks me up. Yeah. I, have a, I have a problem with perfectionism. All this stuff goes together that you're, yeah, that I have too. I have not, yeah. you got a big dose of all this, but. Um, yeah, I have a problem with perfectionism. Yeah, that was like, something I had to work on early in therapy because I was always perfectionistic. Always, and I couldn't, because I was perfectionistic, I couldn't delegate. Because I, I had to do it. I had to do it. I had a hard time and with And I had this. to do it perfectly. I had a hard time with this special because, um, and, and I, I was tearing it apart in my head. I was laying in bed. The Saint writing Patrick's or the day. editing or the, no 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 I, I, it's so bizarre. I sat through all tapings and I loved all tapings. Uh, I loved one more than the other. We used that one. We used clips from the other ones. I was very happy with the like everything. Like certain things that normally would pull me apart in a special. Like this sounds really crazy, but like 
my breasts like it, I, like sometimes they don't look right if I in a picture but in this special I didn't notice at all not once mm. so I didn't wasn't it I watched the special from beginning to end and was it, I can tell if a special's if my special's good because I'll get a cringe if it's not it'll it'll cringe but if it's good I'll I'll um, sing along with it like Enjoy. I'll be like I'll be like then I walked in and I was like and he was like hey oh shit and I was like. And I'll do the voices throughout it. Be relaxed. And then all of a sudden, some little hint of doubt will go in. And I won't think of all the things that made me laugh. I'll think of just people not liking it. Can you give us an example of what one of those moments? Um, so I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. No one knows this because I edited it out. But I had a really difficult time getting the audience to calm down. At the beginning. At the beginning of every show. Uh, it was really difficult. Um, and so what happened on the very first show we did, I got out there and they were yelling so much and I was like waiting for them to kind of like punch themselves out that I go to deliver my very first joke and someone yelled in the middle of it and stepped on the punchline. Now that joke, that is not in the special. But that memory is in my head. Uh. And so, I and then what I had to do is I had to like, tell a couple jokes to get them in the in the minute for listening and then what i did is i edited those jokes out because i was like they're not part of my act they were just jokes to get everyone to shut the fuck up right, right. and understand hey i'll be talking now yeah and that memory of that is still in my in the edit in my head yeah. it's i don't i didn't i haven't edited that out of my memory so i'll lay in bed and go like i'll just have the memory of that and i'll just sit there and be like god damn it man why the fuck did i like oh god and then i'll just sit up and go like none of it's fun like uh perfect example there's another perfect example of this fucking whatever the fuck's wrong with my brain is uh, i had a joke in the special um uh, my wife does i uh, won't have sex with me when i'm when she's sick i was like don't worry we'll practice safe sex she's like you're gonna wear a condom i was like no doggy style so you cough into the wall wrote that joke 18 months ago 18 months ago i wrote it uh i recorded it in november uh i've i edited it in january in in december it's been in the thing. We posted it on Instagram uh, two weeks ago, and then three days after we posted it, uh, Fifty Cent came out with a meme that is that joke. Like he, with him using it, with with, with it's a it's a meme of like uh, stick figures, safe oh, okay. sex, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, doggy style okay. during safe sex dr yeah. uh, during coronavirus, yeah. Uh, unsafe sex is missionary. Safe sex is doggy style. Okay, and I thought I must have stole that. I know I didn't. I know I didn't. He stole it from you. Yeah, he stole it from me. I become guilty in my head. Wow. Right away I go, God damn it, man. Why? And then I'm like, hold on, Bert. You, like, I have to I have to reconvince myself about the truth. And I, I fucking hate it, man. It makes me, like, it makes me crazy that I just can't be one of these. I look at some comics that are, like, so mediocre, but they believe in themselves. I'm like, I wish I had half your confidence. Would, was there ever a was there a first moment where you experienced something like that, like where the the guilt became so crazy, like when you were a kid, somebody accused you of something, or some association with you this know some great intense experience? Yeah, I have one moment of trauma that I definitely remember. This is like, <laughs> you ever have one of those moments where you're like, I know this isn't good. Like, yeah. uh, we this is a moment of trauma. I'm trying to think. exactly if something 
to that extent, I can't totally. I remember, I remember we were, we were, uh, uh, we were all at our lake. We had a lake house. We lived on a lake and the Suarez's were over and, and we heard people on the other side of the lake and me and Gilda Suarez and Chris Suarez said, let's get in the lake and go see it's kids party and let's go watch. And so we took the boat over and we were kind of watching and the kids saw us and they thought all they saw was me and Chris. I didn't really see Gilda. Gilda was his mom. And they started throwing oranges at us. And and it was funny at first. And then it was really scary because they were throwing a ton of oranges. It was like, you know, 100 kids throwing oranges at oh, you. Oh, wow. And they started hitting us and hurting us. And then one hit Gilda in the face and I almost like broke her eye socket. Ooh. And she was crying. We Chris was crying. I was crying. And we had to paddle the boat across the lake. I get home. It was almost like no one really acknowledged how bad it was. Like, no one really talked about it. And then I went upstairs to bed. <laughs> this is like so, so crystal clear how unhealthy this is. I went upstairs to bed. And then I got on the side of the bed that hid me from the door. And I just started shaking and crying by myself for like a fucking hour. I couldn't stop. And I was, I remember in that moment going, something is broken in me. Something's broken in me. It just broke and I can't fix this. And I'm freaking the fuck out. It was like sheer panic. And, uh, hell were you? Uh, must've been probably 11 or 10. And did you feel guilty? Like you caused the whole thing? I'm, I'm sure I did. Yeah. I'm sure I felt, I'm sure I was like, let's go over and look, Yeah. you know? And so I remember that so vividly. And did you, was part of the quiet in the house that night? Everyone like. Oh, there was Bert, never. Bert let me. Was, uh, there was. Bert caused this. Oh, I know. I don't know about that, but that, but I'll say that there's never been quiet. I've never been able to hear quiet. Quiet for me becomes very loud. Mm. So, like a second it gets quiet, I hear loudness everywhere. So, um, like as a kid, I would I would try to lay in bed and I could hear the loudness, and so I I just would. But but what I'm questioning is whether or not some of the lack of conversation was oh, I doubt shun it. shunning behaviors because they were pissed at you i doubt it i'm sure there's shunning behaviors happened my whole life but but that not in that moment that. i think i think gilda was to blame i remember gilda being like she i don't know i don't even remember how i don't even remember by the way if you if we called my dad my dad would be like oh yeah that was nothing yeah yeah like he just was like oh, come on buddy you were fine it wasn't a big deal but yeah that that that's just being a parent i got news for you yeah it's just it's like these little things that are happening in their lives where i'm like i was there it wasn't that big of a deal right and then they're like this changed my life forever <laughs> and you're like oh fucking for real <laughs> for last going, night last, last night i'm on the treadmill and it's a fucking meltdown isla comes out she's trying to open the door with her elbow she's got rubber gloves on and i go because of the coronavirus no <laughs> these are my two fucking idiot kids <laughs> And so she's like waving. So I get off the treadmill. I'm, I'm in the middle of like a legit workout. I do this this workout on headsets. I open the door. She goes, we need to go to Rite Aid. I said, what's going on? She goes, Georgia ran out of hair dye. And I'm oh like, my God. I go, we're not going to Rite Aid for hair dye. She goes, dad, it's a, it's a big deal. I go in. Georgia's a fucking mess. Isla's a fucking mess. And Leanne seems to not really give a fuck. She's like, are you going or am I going? I go, no one's going. It's the coronavirus. That's like the most infected place in the world and george is like dad please and then i I said this is one of those times it's gonna fucking break her so i go fine we get in the fucking car i run over i run down to fucking right aid i buy all the blue hair dye i can find 
I run back, and they had blue hair dye already. Oh, we found some in Isla's room. And I'm like, oh, those little, those moments where I try to protect the, this changed me forever. And it's, I mean, would your kids say that they have them? That they have. That they have those moments where they're like, oh, all well, now it's, it's like, it's time now. It's, really? It's time to come, come pay up. All of your shortfalls, we're going to let you know about it now. Really? Yeah. And it just goes straight to you? Does your, your wife get Oh, get yeah. Brutal. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it just lately it's been, I'm getting, been getting mine really mm. like like what you weren't around you don't listen to my feelings you aren't considerate you're too busy you're too distracted did you analyze your kids the yeah. way you analyze like us like no, me and Tom i don't and think Christina? so i hope not maybe they you're the same person with your kids that you are with us i i guess i mean they would maybe beg to differ i don't know and yeah it's e they have notes now how we manage our dogs how we manage our household really yeah yeah now where finances where are your kids living one is at home he's gonna get out soon but they're like one's in law school and one's getting a psychology degree my daughter's in new york but they all have notes for us they all have notes about about how we should live our life did you have notes for your dad oh my god are you kidding me jesus christ you would have punched me in the face i mean or died he would just drop dead like what (laughs) i remember one time my, my parents started to split up and they they were like uh they were like hey do you uh <laughs> someone the other day this is a perfect example someone the other day said hey asshole and i turned around <laughs> and i went oh i thought it was my dad oh no. my dad used to call me asshole or dickhead but not in like a, a playful way he meant it in a playful way yeah. and I, my mom when they were going through a divorce my mom convinced me that he had been calling me asshole and dickhead my whole he- life and that that was bad how old were they how old were they? I don't know. I How was you? twenty. I was twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one when they started split up, mm. and at twenty-two, uh, they kind of got back together. Mm. I guess, yeah. Well, that's crazy. I'm not sure they should have, but yeah. Are they now? Yeah, they still well, are. That's awesome. And they're locked in in a house in Florida. It's a real fucking treat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's a weird question I want to ask you. I saw this doctor in Calabasas get on TV and scare the fuck out of everyone. Oh, what do you say? He was like, he this was is like, stuff I hate. I hate this. He was dealing with one of the. Ugh. He was dealing with one of the, um, the cases. One of the cases, and he's like, "This is more serious than anything. We need to lock down all our. We need to shut down all our schools. We need to shut down everything." Like he was like, "I have seen this firsthand." And then, and I was like, and then I, it was a Facebook post. Then I saw him on TV. Then I saw him on TV again, and I thought. Do you find this in the medical profession, guys who go, this, if I cry wolf, I can get famous and then I can write a book and then. Was it Dr. Fink? I, don't, I think maybe, I don't know. Kind of ball, ball, I went to high school, went to a residency with him. I I, talk, I interviewed him, he was great. But, um, and I know him to be a good doctor and stuff like that. But, and I'd heard he was, if this may not even be him you're talking about yeah uh but i I, but he too was one of the people that said he was very impressed by the seriousness of the illness i mean it really freaked him out yeah Yeah, he had was was it with the people skiing in italy yeah 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 those are his patients yeah yeah and uh and five of seven got sick three needed hospitalization or icu it's like that's a that's a pretty dramatic thing to see and i could see how if you've been through that you'd be like we don't want this i think it was an overreaction because he really didn't know what he was seeing and how bad it was going to be. If if that was 
super villain. Everyone's going to get it, and that's how they were. Gonna, everyone was going to get. Then I understand why he was yeah. feeling that way, and and he he felt that way. So I think he just spoke up. I, I think I think he felt he had to. I don't think it was the wrong thing to do. He's quieted down since more information's come in. Really? Yeah. Do you find that all you doctors are on the same page, kind of, or do you find that there are these outliers that are almost like, like there's here's here's what I'm finding, and I and I I spoke to I, I did a stream today with Kate Shanahan, who's a famous diet doctor, but she's also a very she was a biochemist and a geneticist and a very fine family practitioner, and she wanted to talk about end of life decisions. I'm not sure this is the right time to talk about it, but I went into it with her. And, and doctors talk about, we share and, and, and we constantly are challenging each other and, you know, trying to think through best, best practices. And she was saying, like, if somebody's 85, shouldn't we be talking to them? What do they want us to do? They want to be on a ventilator. Do they want to go through all this and not just assume they, we have to throw all this medical technology at them? She was just talking about it. Yeah. People freaked out. Really? Uh, and... The, the point is, though, that we we have to think about all these things. I'm always out there going, I, I agree with Dr. Fauci, whatever he says we're going to do. But Dr. Fauci, do we have to shut everything down? Isn't that excessive? Isn't that, isn't that a little too much? I mean, you're still going to, we got numbers that are looking pretty good right now. Can we just, can people go to a restaurant? You know, like, so so those kinds of, and, and then we are, of course, like you mentioned, that we talked about, those dogs are amazing. They're brand new, too. Aren't the, uh, the, new, the fucking moron one is. Is that the, the dumbest fucking dog I've ever owned? One? Yeah, it's the it's dumbest cool fucking dog I've ever owned in my life. But you, as a, at the beginning of this conversation, you, we talked about how doctors share information, and, so yeah. we're, and we're we're constantly challenging each other, you know. And, well, and I like a person like her that challenges an end of life conversation because it's not a conversation anyone wants to have. No, and it's it's stuff, and I, and I actually. You know, I, I actually, under my breath, I wasn't going to have this conversation publicly, but I was looking at the data on all the deaths in the United States. So like 90, 90, 90, 90. And I went, Jesus, we don't put 90-year-olds on ventilators routinely. We just don't do yeah. that because it's considered torture. It's considered like cruel because they're not really unlikely to make it once you put somebody like that on a ventilator. And I thought, wow, weird that we're doing that in this case. And I just thought that. And yeah. then she was going straight at it. Like, we got to have these conversations and maybe they don't want it. And so well then it gets to a point where, where like what age it, well it, it, in the 90s if you're in your 90s and you go put on a ventilator it, it's not looking good my nana's 99 yeah yeah and, I, and we were well, like most people see we most we're, we are encouraged in normal times not when it's like this to talk to people about that and to, to discourage them from going into these situations where they're not likely to get out yeah. but likely to suffer a lot really yeah so that's that's sort of common talk in internal medicine it's not being had in this crisis and uh and we're just going to do we're going to go to the mat with everybody and i, I kind of understand that because this is a reversible thing we know what it is it's not like there's any mystery about what's going on and we, if we can get people through let's try so what's our timeline look like 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 i have dates booked in in uh july and june i think in june we're going to be in pretty good shape i would love to hear that yeah i'd be i'd be shocked if we're not yeah, I'll be shocked if we're not feeling more optimistic. Maybe not the end of next week, but the beginning of the following week. Really? Yeah, like I would like, love like, that. Like I would like somebody because then we're gonna have a lot of data points, and somebody can really kind of tell us where we are and a little more what to expect. What's the What's the news network that we should listen to first? Or better yet, what's the medical website we can CDC, read? CDC Centers for Disease Control. That's really? it. Period. Just listen to what they have. CDC. CDC. Yeah. They have a CDC app? Sure. 
Oh, Jesus. Bert will be on it all the fucking time. Why'd you bring all that up? <laughs> so. Fucking uh, Ronnie Chang uh, posted the Bing app. What's that? No, that's a, what is that? I'm sorry. I got it. That's okay. Dry eye syndrome. Um, it it was showing where at where cases and and were. Oh, well, there's a Hopkins map. The map that red map. Yeah, it shows where the cases are. Yeah, yeah. I just was tracking it to make sure I wasn't the one bringing it across the country. Because <laughs> here I am, low sardin and, and zero blood and, and zero blood. I mean, I'm I'm fucking oh, oh positive. I'm, I'm fucking. Positive. I, I'm going to go out and do lick some windows. It's really funny. Yeah, it's uh. So let will you please let me know if low sardin turns out? Yes, of course I will. Because I will fucking. If, yeah. if it well, turns it's not out to be gonna, like so good that you're going to be able to get the virus and be okay. No, no, no. It I just you want, might not get the complications and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I mean, I. It's the crazy part is like Tom and I were talking today, and he was like, he was like, like his Ari was freaking out, and he's like, so are we just going to stop doing podcasts? I was like, no. I was like, it's I, if I'm not mistaken, the rules in place by the government are. Stay in groups of 10 or less. And, and th three to six feet apart. Yeah, and we're, minimize we're right your... now practicing social distancing. Yeah, this is social... I actually... we, came in, we came in, both you and your wife stayed a certain distance away from me. And yeah. That's it. That's, and that's how it works. If, and, and... if we need more, he will tell us. Just yeah. listen to that guy. He knows what he's doing. Fauci? Fauci. Fauci? <clears throat> yeah. Where do you go to school? Where do you go to school? Uh, I don't know. He was, I think I it was... I would love if you said Ohio State. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've been working around him since the AIDS epidemic, and... Um, yeah, he's he he's very good. Can I tell you the 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 this is something I've I've brought up. I hung out with someone at the CDC one time. What? Yeah, it's kind of weird. They came from Atlanta. They came to my uh, one of my shows, and uh, I said something about. I made a joke on stage about AIDS, and um, I forget the joke, but I came off stage and he said, "I love that AIDS joke." And I said, "Really?" And he said, "Yeah." Whatever it was, I'm sure it was a meathead joke. And then he said. I said, do you get a lot of cases of like straight white dudes with AIDS? And he was like, you know what we call straight white man with AIDS? And I said, what? And he goes, a liar. Gay, yeah. <laughs> and I said, really? And he yeah. goes, yeah, they just, it's just, it's not. Or on the DL. Yeah, he goes, it's not how you get it. Yeah. And I went, really? He goes, yeah. I said, I was assuming when I entered high school, I remember right. Well, listen, so I was part of all that. And so was Dr. Fauci. Yeah. And we were afraid we were going to have 10 million deaths. And we ended up with 175,000. And and when we were at about where we are now in this epidemic, in the AIDS epidemic, we were ringing the bell of disaster. Really? To try to get the thing turned around. We felt like we were justified. It's why I got on the radio. It's what motivated me to get on the radio in the first place. Really? Try to talk to young people. No, I was talking to young people. I was like, we've got to talk to them. And you're talking about sex. It's sex and condoms. and that would, No one was talking about that to yeah. no one. And they didn't even know, the kids didn't know what AIDS was. And so we scared the shit out of a whole generation. Oh yeah, uh, that's why they say these Gen Xers are more being more safe than the millennials or the baby boomers. Yeah, because I think because we got scared with AIDS. Yes, and so I'm wondering, are we doing the same thing with this virus? I hope so. Right? Wouldn't that be great? I hope so. It turns out that it has a much slower, much we end up with a much lower outcome than. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Right. I would and, love that. And, and and that's again we we could that could happen and so then it's appropriate for us to have conversations about the press needs to shut up are are closing all the businesses the right thing to do 
you know, do no harm, guys. We're supposed to, every intervention we make, we could do harm. So we got to weigh out the risk-benefit analysis. Yeah. And we are hurting people economically. And th- that harm could be big. Let's see if we can mitigate that a little bit and not cause another outbreak. That's, I'm sure, where Fauci's head's at right now. And so I'm hoping he'll start talking about numbers. Like, if we're here, we can get out of this in this number of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we're going to start hearing those kind of, that kind of language. I heard a radio guy was doing a press tour yesterday. A radio guy, I won't say his name, said, is it worth it? And I said, what? And he goes, the economic depression for the old people. And I went, it is for me because my parents are 72. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I, I wouldn't frame it that way. That's yeah. too cold. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, man. Because, like, by the way. Yeah, not, it is. All my dad's friends that I love, I fucking lose. I yeah. Mean, we we could. See, what I hated was the pushing of the doomsday disasters. A million dead, 150 sick. A million dead, 150 million sick. Stop it. We don't yeah. need to hear that. Two days ago, that was in the New York Times. Give me a break. Uh, and especially that, that none of those models took into account any change in behavior. Obviously, we're changing things dramatically, so it's going to change yeah. very much how this thing plays out. And uh, I may never shake hands again. But but <laughs> I know I know we don't have the Vulcan. I don't mind the elbow tap. At yeah, I don't all. either. I kind of miss handshakes. I I got a couple of them in just towards the just before we really started social distancing. I was like, I miss that. I had a couple shirtless pictures with dudes before. Right before it ended. <laughs> but but we're also all over the place here. I'm losing my train of thought that, that what we were talking about, it's awesome. Do you remember social distancing? And you were saying just before that we were talking about the AIDS epidemic and the numbers and, and, uh, well, where we're going to be in a couple of weeks and where we're going to be in a couple of weeks. And, Oh no, I the cold heartedness is what I wanted to get at. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that, that, I, that, I, yeah. I, you, you can, you can say, have we caused too much harm without saying, say, you know, rescue old people versus harm. We're talking, look, a lot of young people would die too if we let this thing spiral. A lot, let's be fair. So look, we're trying to keep everybody, as many people as possible safe. Disproportionately, yes, the elder folks will, will be kept safe as well. I'm nearly in the risk category of Christ's sake. I, I'm, How old you? I'm 61. God. So, God. You don't look like it at all. I'll come back here anytime you want. <laughs> so, 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 uh, and the point being that it's it's we it is appropriate to ask the question of is it is it are we causing too much harm in the name of you know, what's the balance what's the right balance get it right let's navigate this thing and thread that needle and get it right did you listen to the podcast Tom and Christina did about the coronavirus I contributed to it I couldn't I was on the road actually then oh I uh, she had me write send a little video in oh. I don't know what it oh, was. Oh, she it, had the porn got, star in there. Was that what it was? Why it got what? It got pulled down. Oh, what happened? I don't know. Tom won't talk about it. Oh, my God. He's like, we had to take it down. Because I recorded with Christina right afterwards. And she, yeah. was, she was great. She was so funny. Yeah, I don't know what they talked about. Tom sent me a link. I'm going to watch it on the treadmill tonight. Oh. I can't fucking wait. Oh, no. Yeah. So okay, let's end. Oh. We gotta get you out of here. What are some good oh, tips no. for people that are? I know, right? Oh, That's why I love Tom no. so much. Like he, he, he goes to the mat. He really does not give a fuck. I think he does. Do you think so? Oh yeah, but it's but it's only in retrospect. Like you know, he's very worried about Robert Paul Champagne and how he's feeling about us and stuff. You know, you oh, know all this story, right? The guy, the, the yeah, the guy I went and visited in New York. They yeah. never they never put up the home tour because he was very upset with the initial part of the interview. And so we never put up. And and uh, Tom was like, "We got to help the guy. We got to." He had me look up some social work for him and stuff. We tried to get services. Oh, for there. real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom doesn't. Tom has a heart. I know. Tom you, has a heart. You, you rarely see it, but I get to see it once in a while. I like the when he posts shit about me. 
I even sometimes like when Ralphie died and he posted a picture of me and he goes, I want to rest in peace, Ralphie. You're a great guy. He posted a picture of me. I was like, even those jokes, I go, it takes me a second to laugh at them. <laughs> I go, you motherfucker. Like today for my special, it, it premiered and he posted the most unflattering picture of me. I go, why couldn't you celebrate me for a second? Why couldn't you just go? I love this guy. Like I do that to him all the time. Oh, but no. his, well, it comes to busting balls. He's it's his sense of humor is. And it's, I think it's why I like him. It's like the machine, the fucking dance video where he stabbed me at the end. I go, why'd you have to stab me? He's like, I thought it was funny. And you're like, huh, cool. Well, everything for the laugh. Everything for the laugh. What are some things people are doing that can do to talk themselves okay, well, off a ledge? I'll hold on a second. And, the, the, the river dance oh, promotion. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to learn the dance? Uh, I don't know how to dance at all. I faked it. How did you know when to turn around and stuff? Was somebody coaching you? You turned around with the women and they were dancing. The first time I saw them dance, I saw them do the kick, and I just kind of timed it out. And yeah. I was like, and the first time I did it was perfect. And the next time I said, someone in the back, I said, when they go to kick, will you do like this? And then I'll kick and spin around with them. And they were like, oh, yeah. So when they went to kick, I just kicked and spun around, spun around with them. But the first one we did was the dance was perfect. Oh. Perfect. But the copy was bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I did. I did killed a, i killed a full beer i wasn't i wasn't even drinking that day that's what the problem with my lifestyle is so i wasn't even drinking that day and they were like it'd be cool if you killed a beer because it's saint patty's day and then and i was like oh yeah fuck so i was like let's do it and so i killed a beer but it was a full beer and they and you couldn't even see, because you're cutting up for my legs you didn't see me kill a full beer yeah so i was like well fucking cut the beer in half and i'll just finish yeah. the beer yeah because i was a full beer and i had a burp inside me oh and so the copy came <laughs> off but the dance was better this one it was awesome it's a great promotion oh thank you thank you very much so i i was uh watching mass singer last night speaking of kicking and dancing yeah and did you see uh the bear that's saying baby got butt no baby got back rather i don't know if i'm gonna spoil it for you don't please let's do it or don't spoil please it. spoil it sarah palin it was the most entertaining television i've ever seen are you and, serious? and my wife starts laughing hysterically and she goes she needs to run for president. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I was like, she goes, everybody would vote for her now. You you need to watch. Oh, this. I'm gonna watch it. Is it online? You, do you think? I'm sure probably. I've always found the reveal. What? Oh, she's very attractive. I I'm totally agree. Very attractive. But this was the, her performance was pretty over the top. And then she they never play at the end. You sing your song. You take the head off, and then you sing your song. And they usually play a couple of notes as they go out to credits. Yeah. They did the whole thing, her whole deal, whole song. Really? Again. Oh, I got it. It was over the top. It was sensational. Oh. I liked her credibility. I've always liked her. I mean, I've, I've not. That's, I've Have you met her? No, I never. I don't necessarily agree with her politically. That's for sure. But 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 I always admired her and the idea that you know she was sitting at the boards of a hockey blink and went, I, I should take on these oil companies. I should be governor, and then did it. I mean, yeah. that's that's badass. Oh, I think she's so fucking hot. Yeah, I've always thought she was so hot. Yeah. And when we went to Alaska. We went to Alaska. Everyone fucking loves her in Alaska. Oh, She's right? like their person. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. And these guys were like, these guys were, I, someone said something about her daughter, like on our cruise, said something about her daughter. And these guys got protective. They're like, yo, 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 we know her. I had her on Teen Mom for a little while. Really? Yeah. She was on Teen Mom with the the boyfriend was named like D Dakota, something like Dakota, right? really a cool dude a, really? a, a veteran with bad ptsd i really like that guy and she pulled out uh what's her name? what's the palin's daughter's name uh shoot 
Anyway, she pulled out, and I was like, ah, I like working with that kid. Dakota, really? Yeah. Dakota, is he the one that reached out and tried to fight Dan Bilzerian? I don't know. Did you see if Dakota, type in Dakota Dan Bilzerian. Crystal Palin. Bristol? Yeah. Bristol Palin, right, Bristol Palin. Is she, uh, they have a lot of kids up there, huh? I wouldn't mind that lifestyle. Mud rooms and four by fours and snowmobiles. Airplanes. Everyone has their own airplane. Yeah, they have those little cub yeah, planes. With little giant wheels. Giant, giant wheels giant. and they spin in circles <laughs> looking for moose. Yes. I would love that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, he... I guess he's a real vet, and he had PTSD, and, and, a, and a really good dude. Really, yeah. But uh, the two of them didn't get on so well. So I was trying to help with that, and you know, more Teen Mom stuff. So anyway, stuff to get people off the ledge. Yeah, well, I, I'll get you out of here. I'm fine. I, I got, I got away all the way till fine. Mid roll reads. Mid roll reads. What are they? These are mid roll reads. <laughs> this podcast is also brought to you by Cigar.com. How much does it suck? being stuck at home with all the stress. To me, nothing would be better than a, getting a quality cigar delivered right to my front door and relax from all the craziness. Enter Cigar.com. Simply put, it is the home for cigar enthusiasts. The largest selection with other, over 1,400 brands like Ashton, Cohiba, Monte Cristo, and so many more. And the best prices with over 50 million cigars in the inventory. They are incredible. Latest and greatest boutique blends, hard-to-find items, on, the only major online retailer with rare and vintage and pre-embargo tobacco. Sample from mellow to medium to full body and really dedicated enthusiasts. These are They have the Cigar of the Month Club where the experts hand-select from different blends for home delivery with the special member saving or just buy what you want when you want it. It's entirely up to you. You can even sign up to receive daily deals via emails. I mean, talk about convenience. You can shop by brand, by price, by origin, by sample set, and sale items. Not sure what to choose? Well, they have an in-house expert that can help. There's something for everyone. They've been in the business for almost 25 years and provide top-notch service. I love Jaime Garcia. I love my father's cigar. And I love a very hard-to-find cigar. It's Padron 7000. You hop on there, it's so easy. Just sit back. Take a break from all the craziness with a cigar at the end of a day. It does not get better. And you now can do that from cigar.com. And right now, for a limited time, they have a great 15% off deal on any order of $99 or more, plus free shipping. All you have to do is go to cigar.com. That's their website. And check out their special offer and use this code, the promo code's BERTCAST. All you have to do is go to the website, cigar.com. Get this special offer and use our promo code BERTCAST. That's cigar.com, no S, cigar.com, and use the promo code BERTCAST. Countless products promise to promote wellness, drastic diets, extreme fitness routines, over-the-top supplement regimens. The list never ends. Who says taking care of yourself needs to be so hard? What's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without making drastic changes to your routine. Let's be real. Droppers full of funny taste and tinctures never felt like the best modern science had to offer. Meet Caliper, the better way to consume CBD. Caliper believes that everyone deserves to feel better naturally, and drastic changes shouldn't be required. That's why they made a more precise and reliable CBD product that's easier to take than CBD oil. You get all the benefits of CBD in a tasteless, dissolvable powder that your body absorbs more rapidly so you can feel better naturally 
without upending your lifestyle. It's super easy. All you got to do is mix it to your morning coffee or smoothie, your tea, even a mocktail at night, a protein shake. Hell, throw it in a little water. And it's super fantastically pre-measured. Pre-measured package with no grassy flavor, very easy to mix into food or drink. And the benefits that we've noticed in our house helps me snooze easier, helps with my stress, less achy, less sore, calmer. I mean, you name it, I feel like they bring it. Calper CBD believes everyone deserves a little peace in their pocket, and they're the first to provide consistent, convenient, and precise CBD in a water-soluble powder. Unlike CBD oil, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes easily in any food or drink. Just mix it with any food or drink and enjoy the benefits. No weird taste, no oily residue, no weird mouthfeel. Rediscover your best self with a CBD product that clinically is proven to be superior than the standard CBD oil. Caliper gives you all the benefits of CBD in just 15 minutes. That's about twice as fast as any CBD oil is going to offer and clinically proven that your body absorbs 450% more CBD with Caliper compared to tinctures. There's always precisely 20 milligrams in each packet. Never question how much CBD you're taking again. Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs. You can get started for just under 20 bucks. Individual 20 milligram packets that give you the maximum benefit of CBD wherever you go. Unlike some of the products out there, Caliper is completely THC-free. All the goodness of CBD with no high, all natural, no non-GMO ingredients, no filler, no added chemicals, no artificial flavors. Get 20% off your first order when you use the promo code BERT at trycaliper.com slash BERT. Caliper is so sure you're going to love the product. They'll even offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's trycaliper.com slash BERT. Don't forget the promo code BERT for 20% off your first order. Trycaliper.com slash BERT. And use the promo code BERT for 20% off. I'm just happy I didn't cry because I, I'm getting all, I'm talking about all these entertaining things and getting my mind off. These. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I like. I'm so upset the, all the time now. Really? Ugh. Yeah. So I'm on the ledge too a bit. I'm I'm not on the ledge so much as I'm on I'm on what you call tenter hooks. You know I'm I'm like Ugh. yeah. I'm I've I've just been up. very much like, you know, it's funny if I don't leave the house I'm fine, but if I leave the house I come back with anxiety. Yeah. And I'm and I and and I knew I and I go that's really not healthy. Like you, I don't want to turn into that person. Yeah, and this, this situation is not healthy, right? Is is sort of almost no way to make it uh, good. Uh, I told you earlier that leaning in, the one of the one of the pieces of advice that I I I see the opportunity for evolution for all of us here in this, right? We talked a little bit about that. A little bit, yeah. Um, we're seeing more telemedicine done now. Technology is being deployed to interact with our elderly parents. Uh, technology is being used to keep people in, educated in school, keep the classes going. And a lot of interesting things are underway. The government is stepping up in a ton of ways. There's technology is developing around how to respond to a disaster. I mean, you know, how California is building out hospital beds and creating resources. These are all incredible evolutions. But this is also an opportunity for us individually each to evolve, right? And so what I was, one of the things I was advocating for people is if you're an anxious person like you and me, yeah. lean in. Now's the time to lean in. See, lean into it and see, see what resources you have internally to get control of yourself and 
do do that and stay focused on what you need to do. I mean, from from what? Like, well, not drinking is a good one, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. it's going to the hospital if I got to go. I'm going in. I'm leaning into it, and my anxiety be damned. And uh, yeah. even though I feel shitty because because it, it's something in the vapors, I, and I and the, again, and I'm driven to distraction by the press and their horrible language. It, it's funny that, that was what bothers me the most. Is they're 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 driving people into deeper anxiety and dread that I may not be able to help them out of, right? That's sort of what troubles me. That's what, it's, and, that's what it, I think that is the, the underlying thing is that they're driving people into such anxiety and dread that it's, it's, it is affecting more people than the virus. Definitely. Yes. And, and it's, and then, and then we're hopeless and we're helpless and we don't, you know, we don't attend to things that we should. And then when it comes time to work, we're going to be paralyzed. I mean, it's just, it's not good. This is it's not good. We don't need to be like this. We should be we should be exercising, we should be sleeping right, we should be eating right, we should be focusing on our family, really reprioritizing our values. It kind of makes everything kind of come into focus a little bit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and my yeah. my my values, my I became very um very like fucking what I got here is what I got here and let's here focus. Meaning, you mean here like here? in this no, no, in this family. Yeah. Like and I and I I it it makes you prioritize. Like I like I I cooked a brisket and I cut a bunch of it up and I sent it to my sisters. I sent it to my buddy. There you go. I sent it to friends. And going like that's the stuff. Like and that that made me feel really yes. Great. That that is the, it's so service and giving and re retrenching with people that are important to us. I, I'm strange. I, I look forward to coming in here and talking to you. I really yeah. did because this this like I, and you did relieve me a lot of the time from sort of the weird misery. I'm in, right? It's it's such a so. weird time to yeah. it's it's a weird time to be in your head well i i personally i feel like i'm taking the whole country and going okay ugh, hold on just kind of key you got you got this you got this and i you know we're going to be fine i feel like i'm like holding up a wall that's starting to crumble yeah and and there's the press on the other side like with a big hammer just it doesn't banging on help us if they're comfortable <laughs> right. they don't uh, listen if they're not scared yeah. it's like no no just let's, we got this we got this don't don't you know don't look at that language what do you think about those spring breakers in florida though that was a couple of days of screwballs in denial that yeah. stopped it stopped they got everybody's entitled to come to the this whole thing requires adjustments of behavior right yeah and not everyone we didn't go from a week ago we were not imagining we'd be here we now right it, oh. it evolved that was one week ago like, think about that that was a week, one week ago i was on a plane and I, and I was being careful what I touched and, and that kind of thing. I was being very, very, very careful. But I didn't imagine I'd be home, stuck at home and nobody out. I was in New Orleans. Yeah. What was today's Thursday, right? Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. What day is Thursday? It? Today's Thursday? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Um, I was in a plane. I was in New Orleans. I, I was driving back to from New Orleans to LA. Yeah. And it was just, and I was like, I literally said to myself, I'm going to party my dick off this entire time and not let the voices fuck with me. And I'm going to drink them away. And then when I get home, that's I'm done. Always, that's, that is what I always encourage you to do, isn't it? Yeah. That's you, what, you, that's said, you always said, Bert, drink as hard as you can. I'll tell you what. i tell you what I'm not waking up with in the morning is that dread of like, bro, I am giving myself pancreatic cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to slow the fuck down. You want to know his me in a hole? We were watching uh, Patrick Swayze, and we are all just talking oh. about a badass he oh, was. Oh, no. And then I was like, man, whatever. how does a guy like that die? And they go, he was a drinker. And I went, what? And I'm like, yeah, he was a drinker, man. Drinker and smoker. Never stopped. Old Texas boy. I would say the smoking is more of the pancreatic cancer. Than really? The, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Thank God I don't smoke. I quit smoking weed and cigars, but I did that 
months out when I first heard about this virus. No. I was like, I take that back. I probably spoke to me a couple times. But when I when we were in New York, we went to a we went to a Rangers we went to a Knicks game, then a Rangers game. And uh and at the Knicks game, that was the first time we heard about this virus. And then we were like, we should be fine. Just use hand sanitizer. And we're like, okay. And we did. We kept our hands clean. But they they fucking put me up on the big screen. And they were like, Bert, we'd love you to uh, rip your shirt off and kill a beer. And I was like, well, I don't have a beer. And they're like, don't worry. We got you. Someone grabbed a beer off the a cup off the ground and started filling it up with local beers. And I'm like, oh, I think this is how you get the virus, guys. <laughs> Killed the uh-huh. beer. And then the next night went to the next game, same, same. Everyone's shaking hands. Everyone's touching way before any of that. But the one upside is, I will say, is they still had hand sanitizer at the Knicks and Rangers games. Yeah. You couldn't find it anywhere in New York, but it was in big buckets. Yeah. And so I bought a ton, and that lasted us all the way through to New Orleans. Yeah, we were being careful, and and then we were instructed to be more careful. Yeah. That's what we're doing. But we didn't know we were going to go here just the way those kids – weren't really hearing what they're being instructed to do yeah they weren't hearing it took up it took a day or two to figure it out they were they were screwballs okay they got it Every, everyone's allowed to make mistakes as we go down this path what about right? what about vanessa hudson what'd she do oh she was a great she was like guys it's a virus people are gonna die let them die they're oh. old who cares uh. allegedly mm. the um i think it's a time that celebrities maybe shouldn't try to fix it yeah it it it, I want. I'm trying to put that in as positive a light as is possible. Yeah. Which, which is that it, she's asking the same question I'm asking in a very coarse and inappropriate way. Yeah. Which is, it, how much of a fight is appropriate, and who, you know, and yeah. How do we do this? And again, listen to Fauci. Do what he says. That's it. It was like Gal Gadot, who I think is amazing. This is the exact thing that drives me nuts about celebrities. About is. They did a song where they sang Imagine with her oh, and I saw that. 40 celebrities. Yeah. And you're like, hey, that doesn't really do anything. I know. Like other than serve your little virtue signaling, you're a great person. Yeah, the virtue signaling is really, I hope that's over. Like, my, hey, my, Gal- my fear was that some of the restrictiveness of New York and San Francisco and Los Angeles was each leader saying, I can be more restrictive. I'm virtue signaling. Really? My, I can, I can, because first the CDC says 50 and then LA goes 10. 10 it's 10 yeah 10 it's weeks a, yeah it's like no 10 people 10 yeah. people and it's like uh why they said 50 they had the guy whose job it is said 50 why are you why are you at 10 and then eventually he came down too but so i'm not taking issue with it any longer but it yeah. seemed like a little virtue signaling going on like, who could be more restrictive yeah i feel like saying to gal gadot that's not what we use you for <laughs> like i'm not sure i want to know what you use her for. no but like that's not what we use her for we use her for like Get in a skimpy outfit, slide across the table, knock a couple guys over, do a high kick, get on the back of a horse, and like and like make sure your makeup's done. I hate to be a an asshole, an asshole, but I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you what Burt Kreischer is not meant for. Burt Kreischer is not meant for uh giving people information, like me spouting out facts. I don't know facts. Yeah, yeah. I don't and and I, you definitely don't want you want me to be a comic and be yeah. funny. That's what you want to use me Give for. Relief, yeah. You want to, if you want to use me at my best, By watch way, my special. Right, and it was very effective. And that's I th- it. And I thank you for it. Well, thank you. Yeah, but that's, I recommend but that's it, it highly. Yeah. Hey, gal, go like. Hey, guys, watch some Wonder Woman movies. I shouldn't speak out loud anymore. I like, had a very strange uh, experience where I was with her, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Doctor Ruth, and they were all speaking Hebrew. 
<laughs> Are you serious? Yes. yes. Wait, what were you doing there? Ruth and I were I besides even, looking confused. Oh, oh, Ruth and I were we were doing some promotion for something. She was lovely, by the way, and uh, and the two of them, Sasha and Gal, were there for a, like a press junket or something. Yeah, and they you know, they're all Israeli. They, they, and, and so uh, I guess uh, Ruth used to be a sniper for the Israeli army. Yes. Yeah, and so they got you know started just gagging and geeking out in Hebrew. It was are really you serious. Something. I mean, and plus both Gal and Sasha Baron Cohen are like six four, and Ruth is like five four eight. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. God, yeah that that uh video was just so exhausting. Yeah, I, I was watching. I didn't listen to it. Even I was gonna do. I was, I was gonna do one with all the comedians where we sang the ABCs. <laughs> so we just went through and went A. B. That's good. C D. <laughs> and, good. Uh, and then, but no one wanted to do it because Sarah's in the video and we didn't want to make fun of Sarah. Oh. Sarah's fucking, we hold Sarah up because yes. we love her and she's one of those, she's one of those, she's one of those Hollywood types, but she's still one of us. And so, I don't see her as a Hollywood type. I've known her for a long time. She's she, one of those, she is one of those like, she hasn't changed she's changed a lot really i think i mean i don't know her that well i shouldn't say she's changed but she's one of the people that sometimes sometimes this is a hard thing to say because I, I would never want to be critical of sarah i love sarah i think yeah. and I, I barely know her yeah. she's always been very 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 sweet to me but sometimes it's the and it happens a lot and i'm not going to name i shouldn't i shouldn't even say it to anything i will just say i think sarah's <laughs> but brilliant here, but here it comes i think she's brilliant i think she's hilarious sometimes the the comedy is like the not the most important thing to her it's like the maybe the social message or, oh, or yeah like, well a lot like of people speaking are, out or right being well, a lot a of voice. people are going that way these days yeah a lot right? of people are going yeah. that way and it's not yeah. my it's not my favorite way to go and, and by yeah. the way some of my friends are doing it yeah. some of my best friends are doing it and i and i get it but it's just not my favorite thing oh speaking of your friends does Rogan have any feelings about that epidemiologist that came on his show and gave the doomsday scenarios uh, I, that that got that got everybody panicked more than anything, and I oh. don't blame Joe for that at all because he was just asking questions. Yeah, Joe was just that, listening. Yeah, think, that guy, I, that was a very problematic. Oh, day. that guy was like, "Fuck washing your hands, you're dead." Yeah, he he. It, it just it just that day I watched people like go nuts. Oh, that, that day, day I I went nuts. That's the day I went nuts. Yeah. So does he have any? Is he commenting? I haven't. I haven't even talked to Joe about it. It'd be really interesting to hear his point of view because I think Joe. I I I I I don't. I think Joe probably. I think that he's friends with one of Joe's friends. Like they're all, there are a few of those uh, guys. But if that, I were Joe, I'd be pissed. Really, I'd be pissed that the guy used his show to, to not not to to an, in a in a. It's sort of un dishonest to give a doomsday scenario and then not talk about the criteria and the assumptions and you know the modeling he's using and he, he was just he was presenting it as fact. Right, wasn't he? It, oh, it was. I mean, it was for me. I received it as fact. Yeah, I don't know. and, and I, I didn't actually hear it that all. It way scared through, me so bad that I it thought, upset me too much. I was like, that, "That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen." I, it's not the so, way you're describing it. Even if that, that many people get sick, it's not going to happen like this. We don't do. We don't allow that to happen in U.S. healthcare. This is the thing that no one factors in. We are so responsive. We're so resilient. We're so innovative. All the crazy data where the U.S. healthcare ranks the lowest. Watch, watch, and something like this. Watch, we're number one. Really, get a situation like this under control. Someone said that to me. We are, we got this shit. We, I, and I was, I was talking to somebody that day, and I was like, you know, because he was sort of extrapolating out stuff again. I said, I have thirty years of experience in this system. 
I have faith in my fears. I have faith in the system. You've not been in it. You don't know how it responds. I know exactly how this is going to go. What did that guy do for a living? Did he work for the CDC? I can't remember. I can't. He was like a biologist or something. Or? I think he was an epidemiologist. So I, think I don't was, even know. What the that epidemiologists means. are the ones that keep putting out the doomsday stuff, and yeah. then that that Imperial College of London keeps pumping out doomsday data. That is so irresponsible. Oh my god! And then the press reports it on the front pages every day. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I sat up in bed on the tour bus when I, I was. I was like, "Oh, cool! Joe's got this guy on. This will calm me down." Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The exact opposite. Oh, oh, I spun no. out. Of, I spun out hard. <laughs> I spun out hard. The kind of but see how horrible that is. That's not fair to you. That's destructive. You that have, guy should have been thinking. I wonder if I'll harm anybody by putting this out here. I think he's. I. I don't think he's one of those guys that thinks Ugh. he didn't. He didn't come off as a guy that thought about anything other than the the, the, the math. The, the math in front of him. Like he, biology does not follow. It's not linear. It's like it's like clouds. It's yeah. probabilities, and and it, there's so many different things change. So many assumptions. You, you can you're, you're you're beginning assumptions. You have to constantly reassess because it's 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 not this. It's always a it's, it's amorphous. I I I had I sat up in the corner of my bed. You ever have a panic attack where you go, "How do I get out of here? I can't get out of here. Like, there's no getting out of here." And I was on the bus, and I was like, I got up. It was like probably four in the morning, and we had all called it quits. That's, and I, that's alcohol withdrawal. And I, no, no. Oh, <laughs> so, well, I've had that too. Yeah. The kind of sweats where you smells like piss. <laughs> and you go, I got up and I went into the back. But desperation into the, is we were not, driving. Desperation is a withdrawal symptom. Desperation? Mm -hmm. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. That's desperation. Yeah, but it's also panic. I, I've had it in panic more. Yeah. Okay. Like legit panic where you're like. Never associated with coming off alcohol? No. Right. No. Okay. My, my coming off alcohol is not what I think the average person's is. Mine is just. Uh, uh, I don't feel good. I'm hungover. I gotta. I gotta pull it back. Yeah. Like I don't really have like withdrawals the way I think other people would. I don't I'm drink so as much as you know. I when I'm on the road, I only drink. I start drinking after the show. So I don't, I drink late I, I late am night. So sensitive to alcohol as I've gotten older, it's like bizarre. Really? Like I'm trying to do this keto diet. Yeah. And you can't drink wine on. You have to drink like vodka or bourbon or something. Oh, so I'll drink yeah. like one one shot of bourbon, like over an evening. And I'll wake up at three in the morning with a bzzz. It's the weirdest really? thing. The weirdest thing. I have a I have a plan when I come off the road. Like Sunday, I took a half a milligram of Xanax on Sunday, <laughs> a quarter of a milligram on Sunday on on Xanax on Who's Monday. You, we use all this Xanax. Oh, it's, it's for me. It allows me to get through the first night's sleep and go. I can take today on. And then when if I take the day on, I work out. I I feel good. Using Xanax every night? No, I okay. I, I, I do right. I do. Half a milligram, then yeah. a quarter of a milligram, and then I'm off. Okay. okay. And so it's like a way to it's like a That's way fine. to re-enter. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I don't use it. Although I'll probably use it tonight now. But <laughs> because of what we're talking about? No, because of fucking Leanne. Uh oh. What's really going on there? It's, 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 you both look guilty when you walked out from behind the wall when I came in today. Oh no, it's the fact that fucking she uh I it's me. It's definitely me. It's not her. It's me. It's that I don't have an adult brain. I don't have an adult brain. Like I look at it and I go, we have X amount of dollars in the bank, right? Yeah. This remodel is going to cost X amount of dollars. Yeah. Um, and then I just go fatalistic and we have X amount of dollars in this house and our overheads X amount of dollars. Now we don't have to worry about money for X amount of months, but at the end of X amount of months, we should worry about it. Yeah. By the way, that is, we are in such a better position than so many Americans right now. Oh my God. However, however, 
but it's stress. But you, but you're also in an uncertain situation. Too. I'm uncertain like, because yeah. I go, I don't know when. Yeah, I know. The road will pick up. Mm -hmm. I don't know when if the road will be what it was. I don't know what the landscape's going to look like if Americans are going to go. Hey, we're not coming out to see shows and i don't know you know and so i can't imagine that i feel like i can't imagine they are either but you wait know, you, to get out get and do stuff i i agree but then but you also realize that you remember every touring act every touring act it's gonna go out is gonna go out at the exact yeah. same time yeah. and so you go i wonder if some of the venues will be closed down because they can't get back up so there might be lesser venues might be lesser venues there might there's a lot of there's a lot of uh and I and I say to her, I said to her, my thing today to her was was um, I'm cool with it, I'm cool with it. I think we'll be fine, but my fear is just what, like we didn't expect to see this virus show up and shut down our economy. What if, what if it reboots again in 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 November? It could and it shuts down our economy again, and then mm -hmm. we go we're out all this money. And what if it's some? What if this is our new reality? And that's where my brain goes. What if this is our new reality? All the, I way, watched, all the way to catastrophe. Yeah, I go. To, I watch Day After Tomorrow, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where yeah. the planet moves or whatever. <laughs> and I go. I remember watching that and going, "That would never happen." Now I watch it and I go, "So that's a possibility. Like that's a real <laughs> possibility." The Earth shifts. shifts yeah, on like a, like like an asteroid hits or something. Yeah, you know, Black Twitter is telling me that that this <laughs> all this coronavirus is only to distract this. us from a fucking asteroid that's about to hit us. I heard it. I heard that. It's I so like, good. I love it. And I was like, so I wish. Yeah. So money's not gonna mean anything. <laughs> I just need to have guns. You know, there are lines around the block I getting know. guns. That's crazy. These ninnies don't even know it takes twelve days to get a fucking gun. Well, it was interesting. You're in your stand up. There was so much gun talk. It was so timely because people are thinking about that. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I got, I got a I got a six sex and gun bit right back to back to back. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and by the way, though, I, I wondered about your some of the things you say about Isla. Don't even get me started. Okay, what's happening? No, nothing. I'm, I, someone said to me, hey, man, do you ever wonder like how that's going to affect your kids when they get older? And I was like, I didn't. I haven't worked that math out. No. Well, last time we talked, some of that was starting to happen. She, she had seen some of the stuff, and she thought you just told cool stories about her. Yeah, and now she's like, she's like, wait, you make fun of us? And I go, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, but you know what's interesting oh, no. is that she like – she hadn't seen this special. Yeah. Hold off but on like, that. Like, hold off on that. She. I certainly have a conversation with her beforehand. She would, that will never watch this special. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm certain she'll watch it probably in college, maybe. Oh. But like, the dream story is true. Yeah. The wolf, wolf tattoo is true. The bag of rice is true. Everything, everything's true. So, in a weird way, when she hears it, she doesn't remember. She doesn't hear the insult. She hears the. The story, the, the story of us laughing when she was like a bag of rice. I, I, I would urge you to, you've always talked about how she's just like you. Yeah. When you use insulting language, make sure you're in on it. You're, you're part of the insult oh, yeah. or the object of the insult. It's a little late for that, Drew. I know. I, I was thinking that the other day. What are you going to do? I would help you a little bit. Yeah. But you know what? I, I don't want to sell it. I, there was a comics that I would watch sell things uh, palatable for their kids no 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 just for themselves or for the audience and i was like i'm gonna tell it like it is i don't know it's part of my it's part of my process of like i remember watching comics frame things so they looked good i'm a blue collar guy or you know things like that yeah that they didn't need to in my opinion yeah. i was like just tell me the joke yeah. tell me the thing and then does your dad go out on stage with you anymore 
My dad went on stage at one time. Well, that one time. Yeah, where he ripped you, his shirt off. It's so funny. And then he loved it. Oh. You said he talked about it like weeks later. He's like, buddy, I, I get the thrill, man. When you get off stage, it's got to be like, it's got to be insane, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, I, I, I sometimes I'll relive it in my head and I'll want to pour a drink and go, I'm having a drink and a cigar. I go, yeah, it's pretty, pretty tempting. It's, he's like, how do you do this during sober October? And I'm like, yeah, you get the fucking rub. It's really hard to go out and do the road. I, you know, I said, I said to God one night in bed, I said, this is probably right when we're in, in we're doing DC and New York, right after New York, partied hard in New York, go to DC. And I said, I, I said to God, I was like, God, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this tour. Cause this tour was going from, from the very beginning of the year to the very end of the year, there was no break. And I was like, I need to really get in control of my drinking because it's, I'm out of control right now. Like, not that it doesn't happen when I'm home, but when I'm on the road, it's not, it's not a couple drinks and then go to bed. It's on the bus. We're killing beers. We're talking. We're shooting, like shooting the shit until someone passes out. First one that passes out, we all pass out. And then we wake up, work out, be healthy in the day. But it starts up again at like, at, you know, whatever time the second show's over. And I was like, I was like, man, I'm, I need like a break. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get that break. Like, give me like a movie or something where it's like a legit excuse for me to take a break from the road. And man, be careful what you wish for because the fucking very next week, I'm in New Orleans, I'm partying, and God's like, hey man, how about 10 weeks? How does that sound? And I was like, huh? And they canceled the shows, we drive across the country, and now here I am going, I guess, in my head I've been saying, you know, I need a break. And that's why I quit drinking. Well, I was like, we're in the break now. I'm in that break. I go, uh, let's lose weight. My big thing. Let's lose weight. Let's uh, get, let's get off blood pressure medicine. Let's quit drinking. For the don't period. worry about getting that blood pressure medicine right now. What's that? I'm not getting off it right yeah, now. It might yeah. help you. Um, let's quit drinking for the, for the period we're off. Let's not get, let's, I'm not going to be a teetotaler. Like if, if they loosen up restrictions and they yeah. go, you can hang out in, in more than groups of 10 and we go to our friend's house. Yeah. And and we have and we're having dinner at a friend's house. I'll have some wine, but I'm not gonna drink with my family while I'm sitting with them like that. Yeah. And I go, maybe this is maybe this saved my life. Maybe this is, you know, cleans my body up and gets me a little healthy and gets me running and gets my body to a lightweight where running isn't a chore every now and then. And I want to lift weights. Great way to look at this. I want to lift weights. It's good. It's good. It's positive. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to tip to make lemonade out of lemons mm. and say. There's positives. I can't wait to interact with people. I can't wait to go to the comedy store. I can't wait to write. I've been writing jokes all week about Good. about hanging out with my kids. And, and you're like, I haven't been writing jokes. I'm going to write a script. It's like, fuck, do all the shit you wanted to do. Get in front of it. There's nothing like, there's no, I heard Ted Danson once say, there's nothing like failure and, and being at your bottom to inspire you to be creative. And when I woke up and I didn't have any press for my fucking special, I was like, okay. My head, I was like, okay, so my special bombed. It tanked. We get it. Right. We have no special. No one saw the special. By the way, it's the first day. But like, and I just, but I'm, and I'm, but I'm just not doing That's press all day. Yeah. I'm not flying to New York that night. Right. I'm not in press all week. It makes it feel like no one wants it, yeah. you know, because they canceled everything. Yeah. And I start making out a list. I go, here we go. This is, this is Bert. What post travel channel? Travel channel fires Bert. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat me up. I'm getting out of this. It's the way my brain works. It's this fucking fucking like like almost like begrudging. Like there's no better feeling than getting fired from Travel Channel and then them coming back to see me 
at Constitution Hall or wherever I performed when I when they saw me and and say, man, there's three thousand people out there. You're doing two shows, and you're like, yeah. And they're like, man, when can we work with you? And I'm like, ah, Travel Channel. Yeah, yeah. You have to have ghost experience. There, do, yeah, I know now. Now, now I know now, right? Jesus, there's no better feeling than than. It's like almost like the chick that cheated on you now wanting to get back together, and you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm past you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's good. So look forward to more like that. Yeah, create content, do podcasts. I was like, double down on podcasts, create content, make some videos. Yeah, get ready for the tour, write material, and then be like, bam, come June, I'm back at it. And and I'm going to say something goofy, but it it, oh, it feels this. like. Um, and I don't know what this means, but like a little spiritual program might be good too. Ooh, I like that. Like what? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I, part of my head went, well, maybe that means more time with his family, or maybe it means more time walking, or maybe it's something else for you. But something that would help you with some of that anxiety what about and energy. TM? TM would be great. Can I learn TM online? Probably. I think you have to have your guru and stuff. I'm a little skeptical of TM, although okay, a lot of people okay. swear by it. But, uh, but you can certainly learn uh, mindfulness of all kinds. I would love to learn something. Yeah. I would love to do something, something spiritual. But I, I don't. I'm like kind of. I'm a little susceptible to everything. Like I'm, I, I'm easily the guy that gets swept up into Scientology. <laughs> like I could definitely see myself. Do not join a, anything like that. I can easily not be in like, the short term. Oh, I, I'm. I was watching this whole documentary on cults, and I was like, I wish I had their confidence. <laughs> These cult leaders really murder it. Like David Koresh, like. Jesus, I can see myself getting swept up into his shit and going like, "This guy's got everything. He's fucking my wife. I mean, my kids call him dad. Like, how did you do this, man?" So, that's so funny. Is that a Leanne up there? That's Leanne. That's fantastic. It's a much younger Leanne. How dare you? I told Leanne she's like she keeps telling she people she's fifty to get ready for fifty. Yeah, and I was like, you can do that as long as you tell everyone he's forty-seven. <laughs> I'm almost fifty, but he's forty-seven. I was like, then you can do that. I was gonna play golf during this time, play a lot of golf, but I feel like I feel I feel like that's a not a cool thing to do. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like in my I, head, I would agree with you on that. In my head, it I go weird. It feels it I feels like I'm hoping that one of the things that comes to this is like economic inequality somehow lessens or something. Yeah, like people, people get see, together more or something, and people understand. Like I, I I was like I said to Tom, I said we should be careful about saying this to our fans on Two Bears One Cave. I said be careful about what you put on Instagram. Like while you're in your, while you're in your sequestered and you're having fun with your family, some people are in panic. Oh yeah. And so don't go and be like, you know what? We're taking off to the beach this oh, week. Oh no, 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 no. We got a beach house and we're going to, like, oh. I know some celebrities that just straight up fucking bounced and went to their lake house in Ontario or, and you're like, you're like, I would never tell anyone about that. No. Cause join you, me in the hospital. We'll go do some work. Yeah. 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 Fine. Lean into the, yeah. to the socialist. Not the, These are the, but the same people that are so socially, you know, they're so socially conscious. Now's the time. Yeah. Step up. Yeah. All you these, do that one person at a time. You give service. You don't, you don't, you don't just talk about it. You do something. And oh I, I, the, I told Tom, I told Tom this. I said, the best thing we are good at is comedy. The best thing we can do is double down on podcasts. Yeah. I was like, me and you, we're like, we're like two gay lovers <laughs> who are married. Now listen, we know we can get dudes on the side, but we got to promise that we'll be faithful to each other and not be around other people, <laughs> so that we can keep making love. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I go, not and then that's what, not a destabilize the primary relationship. Yeah, I go. That's what we're good at is if we get together and we do podcasts, then we're good at that. We're, and then that allows the person that's fucking like, God damn it, man, I'm in my house again. Give him a little more content, 
just get their mind off it. I, I agree. I, I, like I said, watching your your special, just hanging out, helpful for me. So that's a perfect way to end this podcast. That's the greatest compliment I could ever get. Yeah, well, help me today. Well, I hey, you. I will say this. You know, pulling the curtain back. Thank you for taking my call the other day. Anytime when I was spinning out. Anytime you were I appreciate you were it. Leanne was to... the first one. Was like call Doctor Drew. You were you actually easy to bring down. I was okay at that time. I think that might have been Sunday. Yeah, I can't think remember. I might have already eaten a Xanax. Okay, well, you were pretty. <laughs> it was pretty easy. You did the right thing. Obviously, I did the right thing. I did the right thing. <laughs> so are you going to? Are you traveling at all? Nothing. Zero. Zero. I'm here. So you're in LA. I'm here. I'm, I'm doing a. A nightly show on Fox 11 where we just recap all the coronavirus news. And it's stunning how much stuff changes every day. It's really amazing when you try to recap all the stuff. Oh, I bet. Woo! It's, it's kind of interesting. And it gets me, you know, nervous. Have you doubled up on your solo podcast? On your podcast? I've been doing streaming shows every day. Okay. Uh, it's where do people do find that? DrDrew.com. So I... Like I said this morning, I had this woman on. I wanted to talk about end of life. This I want to watch that. Tom Green, <laughs> Tom Green tomorrow. Uh, I had Rob Schneider on a couple of days ago, and he said some stuff that the that's in the New York Times took after. Both Wait, of what, us. Did, what did Rob Schneider say? He was just saying, you know, it's a virus. Calm down. It's like the flu. He was sort of comparing it to flus, and things. he was being very cavalier, I'd say, about it. But he was like trying to get he, his heart was in the right place. He was just like, yeah. you know, we've been through stuff before. We're having a huge reaction here. Maybe it's not so necessary. He didn't say don't follow the CDC directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the New York Times said we we are, were a virus deniers. I, I know it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Jesus. Yeah, they they really. Should, I, I you should have replied and said you should hear my thoughts about the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> no, you really should be able to sue these people. It's crazy that we can't. Really? crazy when they do horrible things like that in, not, in full knowledge of what they're doing come on oh fuck and so wait do you do that where do you film that do you film that in my house oh really yeah we have a whole studio set up now oh god man you're all over so you got my wife set this whole thing up so it's really a pretty cool thing we we stream right out of right out of the kids playroom well when we're allowed it's like, this, like when, set up like this when we're allowed to hang out i'd love we gotta do dinner all right, please. I would love that. We've been talking about that for a while. We got to do. I that. want to do it. Yeah. Leanne absolutely loves you. She cleaned the house because you were coming. <laughs> she goes, I cannot. That was the beginning of the the beginning of the shit show day we've been having. Was <laughs> oh, no. Isla goes, Mom's in a way, and I was like, Really? And she goes, Oh yeah. Apparently, someone important's coming over. And I went, Hold on. I go, What's going on? And she's like, I can't have my house looking like this if Doctor Drew's coming over. And I was like, Honey, he doesn't give a fuck. I said, I'll walk him by the. I'll, I'll tell him we're afraid of infectious diseases and walk him through the back corner. Yeah. She was like. She was like, "No, I've got to clean this. I've got to meet with the uh, the contract." Does the same thing. It's always like my my you know my if a male friend's coming over, so we just wouldn't even notice. Yeah, would not even certainly not care, but definitely not even notice. Oh, I yeah. would not notice, nor yeah. would I care. No. <laughs> How's Bob doing? Good. I, I, I he called me about a week ago and was worried about the Corona thing and how he's going to deal with it in his programs. And I got I got to talk to him. And then I saw an Instagram of Shelly today where she had a full N95 mask on. Oh yeah. So I'm like, oh boy, Shelly's so sexy. You've never had her in here, have you? No, I, I'm, I've, I was I had a huge crush on her. She's amazing. I bet she, she and she's become this like really skilled professional now. She's really so good. Oh my she God. was she was like my like crush on that show when I started watching it. And well, then and then one time I was with my daughter and she was in American Girl Doll I think with her daughter and uh, and I was like oh my God she's even beautiful in person. Yep, she is. Yeah. Let's let's set. I'd that love up. to have her on my let, podcast. I think I reached out and talked to her about it. Maybe it's about doing it, but we never got in here. Well, I'll drag her in, maybe. We'll All right, let's back. do it. Yeah, because we have time now. Hey. Let's do this stuff. I got nothing but time. I'll yeah. text you. We'll figure out a time. All right. Next week. Hey, Drew, thank you for doing this. Pleasure. Okay, anytime. Fuck yeah.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.